That sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> God, beastie. Bro. Come on. Man, okay, so I moved to South Carolina in 1986. Yeah. Right? yeah. I moved from pop heavy Midwest Iowa to South Carolina, where it was either hair metal mm-hmm. or. Which I love. Or. Which you hate. The beginnings of, like, when rap started out becoming almost mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Not quite yeah, mainstream, yeah. But, but really close. Before it was just poppy, when it actually became what rap is. Well, yeah, I'm, 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 well, I'm even talking about, like, when, when Run DMC and Aerosmith, yeah. like, like, actually broke the barrier and they started playing rap on the radio. Right. Um, I remember we were on a trip. Yeah, I was, I was a member of the, uh, we, we called it Gatus Hold on. in South Carolina. I just love this shit, so. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. So, I used to be a member of this, oh, of this group that we called Gatus down there. I think up here, they, I don't. I think they call it Tag or whatever. I don't know what they call it up here. It doesn't matter. But down there, it was gifted and talented and or some student, whatever. And we took a trip to Washington, D.C. in sixth grade. And my buddy turned me on to two bands in that one trip. Pink Floyd. Okay. I listened to The Wall on the way to Washington, D.C. Ooh. And I listened to... Uh, what? Hold on a second. So you listened to The Wall mm-hmm. on the way to Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. The whole, the whole, just kept rewinding it and listening to it over and over again. I, it, it blew my mind. But what also blew my that's mind... Gorgeous. That's a gorgeous album, number one. And number two, you couldn't be suited better than Let's, to drive to Washington, D.C. listening to that. Then coming back, we, I spent the whole time listening to License to Ill. The Beastie Boys' first release yeah and it really showed me that i can be okay with listening to rap because you know at that point rap was pretty much strictly for black people sure like it just just because it just was you know like like i said it wasn't on the radio not that much mm-hmm. and so a lot of it was like underground you know house party type stuff like yeah. it just didn't it didn't come into it very often yeah it was just yeah, that was the cultural barrier yeah that was around at that time yeah so listening to three white boys from new york and i have always loved not only their camaraderie but the way they rap like it's the, they don't get a full verse you know it's it's a sentence here sentence and then they rotate where all three of them are just in constant rotation with each other and like their videos are mind well okay so not so much the license to ill videos because you know brand new mtv that ages new. us that ages yeah. us a little bit because we remember when mtv actually had music videos on it all of the time i remember when mtv was a was a static screen on my <laughs> cable channel telling us with a countdown to when it turned on oh my god i watched it when it turned on i saw the first video uh video killed the radio star by the buggles mm-hmm. i watched it i was there he was there but uh <laughs> no, you know, it, it really like like listening to that, like really showed me like not only is rap cool, which I already thought it was, because like I said, I was listening to to, you know, the the run DMC and right. public enemy, mm-hmm. you know, but it also made it accessible 
and it showed me that it, like like all music that it's not just for one group of people right and that really fueled my love for hip hop I, I i actually i always say i love rap i love hip hop more than i love rap mm-hmm. i do enjoy rap though because rap is real gritty and and serious and hip hop like uh tribe called quest mm. phenomenal music sure. i fucking love yep. tribe called quest yep. old old and in fact q tip does a lot of uh stuff with the beastie boys mm-hmm. And I was telling you before this started that Ill Communication is probably, for me, the Beastie Boys' perfect album. Sure. Because I think that was when they really started showcasing the fact that most people didn't know this. They play their own instruments. Like, right. they, they're a band. Yep. They were a punk band before they were a rap group. Right. And so when you hear <laughs> when you hear some of the instrumentals on Ill Communication, that's it's them punk, playing. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and it's them. And it's, it's you know, but, but you get the whole gamut on that album. Well, they've always had that kind of funky funky vibe to them right and that's kind of their punk heritage coming yep. through they just modified the way that that it showcases itself well and and think about so in 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 the in the west side they were sampling funk music right for most of their rap yep on the east side they were sampling a lot of rock music right yep but these guys weren't sampling really I mean, they were sampling but they what they were sampling was so different right yeah you know and it was mostly just the beats I still believe a lot of the musicality, some of the instrumentalism is still them. I, but I, I mean, obviously they have a DJ and they're spinning records and I know they're sampling, but they're not sampling the same any anything that that anybody else was. So right. it also gave them a different dimension there, too. You know, and, and most of their shit's real beat heavy, not even that musical. It's, right. You know, a little a few little record scratches and some chirps, but mostly it's the beat. Right. I fucking ah, love, I love that, dude. I cannot. So See, License to Ill is my... I still know that mine. whole album, back to front, so, word, so to, I, word for word. It's so good. I, yeah. <laughs> I, had that, I had that on tape, and it, uh-huh. I wore yep. the tape out. Yep. Yeah, it was it was. Ridiculous. I'm just waiting. I, I actually saw the album at, really uh, girls. at uh, Vinyl <laughs> Cup. Oh, God. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back and get it. Uh, well, that I bought the Lateralis, because to me, that was a little bit more important. Yeah, than, Lateralis is... Yeah, we were, dude. We can give Tool a whole episode. I don't. Care. I've been on such a Tool kick uh, on my on my car radio. Like I just pull up Spotify and say play Tool yeah. and just cycle through mm-hmm. everything. It's all there. Amazing. There are days like if I go to like days when I have like a five hour trip like to Appleton, it's like four hour and forty five minutes. Yep. I will start Opiate and <gasps> see how far I can. I'll get, and then go through their discography and see how far I can get by Opiate's the time I get home. So too. ten hours. Of of listening to Tool, <laughs> wow. that'll and, that'll put you in a different. Oh space my god, it does, yeah. it does. Especially when yeah. you're driving at night and most of the roads you're alone. Yep. So it's just you, the road, and your headlights. Yeah. And then Tool just coursing through, and I've noticed that when when I'm on these long roads, I'll kick into like almost like an autopilot. Yeah. Like yep. my brain, I just let my brain flow free. Like my 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 reaction knows what I'm doing. Yep. My brain can flow, and like I've said before. You want to talk to somebody who knows themselves, talk to an over-the-road truck driver, talk yeah. to a guy who spends eight to ten hours By alone himself. in yep. a cab yep. with nothing else to do. Right. You'll find someone who is very aware of who he is, or she, mm-hmm. of who they are yeah. inside and out. Well, there's no there's no entertainment, right? Like, So you have to keep your focus on the job and the thing that's in front of you, which is not mm-hmm. killing people on the, on the highways. Thank you, by the way, I mean, for being a truck driver that... Tries to be safe. There's not every supposed day. to be. Any <laughs> uh, I don't know what happens at those lots. Um, no, no, I'm not, even, I'm not even talking about even, that. I have, been, even... I have been approached by a lot lizard once. <laughs> one time. Well, you're a handsome man. She, so, she, she you know. came up, and I was just pulling up at this truck stop to get something to eat. 
and she came up and said, uh, been on the road long? And I had no idea. I was like, no, nope, just, you know, a few hours, just stopping to get some dinner. And she goes, oh, you, uh, you, you want, want dessert? me to? No, she goes, no, she says, <laughs> would you like me to climb up in the cab and, and keep you company while you're eating dinner? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. And then she goes, I'll keep you really good company. And I'm like, oh, never mind. I know what's going on now. No, thank you. I appreciate that. But no, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very good. Yeah. Thank you very much. But I much. think the guy in the truck beside me right? was very lonely. <laughs> so... <laughs> no, I hmm. all you know, nah. honestly, all the times that I've been on the I, I have found that in and I don't know how we got on this subject, but as in the trucking industry, a lot of these over the road guys are very they don't have families. They can't. Right. You know, it's it's, it's nearly impossible when you're not you're it's never really home. hard yeah. when you're spending three, four days. That's the one thing I loved about my job. I was other than the two years that I was a vacation driver where right. I would spend like a week in a hotel. Right. But that was just at a time. Like, I wasn't gone. Yeah, you were back for the weekend. Four days, and, three, four yeah. days. Like, like, I was back for like three or four weeks at a time. Right. But, like, yeah, I've never, the whole time, twice, I think, I had been, like, I, won't, I don't want to say offered because I don't want to sound like that. But, right. you know, like, like propositioned? I mean, offered is a good Once word was a lot lizard, that, yeah. and, and once I was at a... a I think it was an Applebee's in, in Lexington or Lexington. They have a wonderful Applebee's TGI Fridays. <laughs> it was a wonderful TGI Friday. <laughs> and this, this woman was sitting at the bar next to me oh, and I was there. just minding my own business and she started talking to me and then mm-hmm. I realized she was hitting on me and I'm like, I made a very big show of reaching over me so she could see my wedding ring as I was grabbing something and that didn't stop her. So mm-hmm. I had to be like, okay, well, you know, this has been fun, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave now. Where are you going? Yeah, yeah she, I was like, no, but where it's, are it's, you going? Yeah, I'll just follow you there. Happening. <laughs> no thanks. But uh, no, no thanks, anyway, lady. appreciate it. I have found that, and this is going to sound so pretentious. Mm-hmm. I think most tool listeners come off as pretentious. No. Not tool listeners, tool fans. I think most real tool fans come off as very pretentious because think about it: we're listening to a band that has put out five full-length albums and one EP. Six in their 30 year span. Most people that have been together for 30 years, like how many albums does Metallica have out? Like, oh my God. Like two, 272. <laughs> I mean, I think you're undercut, undercutting it a little bit. But, but you know, they, they have a very <laughs> limited selection of music. So we have to keep listening to the same. But I've noticed that the intricacies that they put into their music, not only lyrically. It allows you to be able to listen to it over and over and over again because you can pull something new from it all the time. Exactly. And I think one of the reasons why is because Maynard keeps his vocals under the track. They're not on top of the track. So you really have to listen to what he's saying. If you want to get what he's saying, you really have to listen and engage with the music. It's not just casual listening. You can't just turn it on in the background. It's almost like they're artists that are just honing their craft over the course of what three decades? Uh, well, I, I started listening to them in '93, and I think mm-hmm. uh, Opiate came out in '92. Yeah, so we're just over three decades with Tool. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Maynard and Band. We really appreciate you guys. And which, by the way, that is on our two drink minimum bucket list is to go see Tool together because we haven't together, had a chance yeah. to do that yet. So we're going to do that. I have seen them twice, and I would sell a child to see them again. 
I would really Absolutely. like to see Metallica again. Still, I. I'll tell you what. If we if you go see Tool with me, I will go see Metallica with you. I, I don't know that I'm ever going to be able to force myself no. to go to one of their shows though, because they don't play anything other than no, huge stadiums, and that's not going to be my thing. No, it's not. No, and not well. Not only that, but th- I mean, and I don't. I'm not trying to knock on them. They really don't play the old music anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, they've got the music 10 that, albums that, the past music, you, well, the stuff But the that, music yeah. that you and I got brought into with they've Metallica. They've got 300 albums between then and now. And they play so. the newer stuff, which <laughs> I don't, I'm not into. You know, I really I, I thought Death Magnetic listened, was great. I have listened to some of the new new album, and it's not bad. No. It's actually really good. It's really it's very heavy. reminiscent. Yeah, yeah, very heavy, very thrashy. Um, poor Lars can only really do about three things on the drums you know, these days. I started, but, you know. I started thinking, I, I wonder if the reason why I got into Metallica, it wasn't just Injustice for All, it was One, yeah. which is a phenomenal, phenomenal song. song. Yeah, But that was that was phenomenal Metallica but years, too. I was... That was Ride the Lightning, right? Was, or was that... No, that was Injustice for that All. That was Injustice, mm-hmm. yeah. My favorite album was Injustice yeah. for All. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was... I'm trying to think. 14, maybe 15, the first time I heard it. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was at my friend's house and his neighbor was this old lady whose grandchildren from Michigan were Metallica visiting fans. for the summer. And the daughter was just an absolute smoke show mm. who was into me. Oh. And she would listen to this and Skid Row. I mean, so they can't all be bangers. But 18 in life, that's the, isn't that the only song anybody knows from that band, really? I, mean, I, I love Monkey Business. Yeah, I think Monkey that's Business a good song. Monkey Business is pretty good, yeah. That's true. They're, they, yeah. Honestly, honestly, as, as, as it goes, because my first wife was a huge Skid Row fan. So, what the hell was that lead singer's name again? Skid Row's? Uh, um, Sebastian, Sebastian Bach. Bach. Yes. He's, um, he's got a hell of a vocal range, he even does. today. Yeah. yeah. No, he does. It's pretty still. crazy. Yeah. But, uh, my but first, he's, a total, he's a total burnout. My Have first you ever seen wife, him lately? No. Oh, my God. It's terrible. <laughs> My first wife was a huge Skid Row fan, so I actually yeah. did get, I'd say get to, I had to yeah. listen to a lot of Skid Row. So I'll, that's like, I'm, actually, on my I really short like, list. I really like 18 and Life and Monkey Business and those, but it's hair metal. So well, on my short name. list of hair metal, Cinderella. I like Cinderella. Rat. Ooh, I love Rat. And Skid Row. Hmm, okay. All get passes. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well. Those three bands, I could actually... Yeah. Enjoy. I come from a totally to. different realm when it comes to that. So you know, I but like you know, I love those guys. All those people that were like into Warrant and like Warrant. and uh, uh, Poison. Poison and was another Motley good Crew. One. I love Crew. Come no, on, get out of here. Off. Are you serious? <laughs> I love Crew. Yeah, dude. Have you heard him lately? <laughs> it's dude, it's terrible. terrible. Like just stop. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just at this point, you know, just point the music at the crowd and let them do it. Yeah. Because they're doing they're way doing better, than, way you better are, yeah. than you are. No. no, I I mean I don't like current crew. No, of course not. Although I have said, without you, I, m- might be one of the most perfect love songs I've ever listened to in my entire life. Yeah, I course. love that song. Yeah. And Mick Mars in his day playing that guitar, like he was the only redeeming factor for me in that band because he was fucking amazing I, I don't know i think the whole band's amazing so you know no but i mean that's no. fine we can have different amazing, opinions the only know? thing amazing about tommy <laughs> lee was the size of his dick yeah pamela really liked i'd too. seen it yeah. I've so, seen, i mean I've most seen of the it. world has seen that unfortunately <laughs> or fortunately you, depending you, on who you, you are want to know something i'm gonna tell you a story what and you're not gonna believe it and nah, it's okay I mean, it's okay you're okay. not gonna believe it i, I promise so I, sucked, I was I sucked his dick at a concert one night. Oh no, dude! I'd still have bruises in the back of my throat <laughs> if I tried that shit. No, um. So when I was in the Marine Corps, I was stationed in Hawaii. I was at a bar with a bunch of dudes. Yeah, my my buddies. Yep. Um, and it was my 
drive night, so I couldn't. I wasn't drinking. Yep. I was sober. And I see this. Uh, it's, it's three people. It's two girls and a guy on the dance floor. They're just kind of moving around. And and I notice the blonde kind of side eyeing. I'm like, oh. okay. So I'm like, bro. At this point in my life, I am just you. You can't stop me. Like I'm. I'm. So I walked over here. I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, you want to you want to dance with me instead of them? And she's like, yes. Yeah. So we dance for like, I don't know, probably two or three good songs, mm. right? Yeah. And then her friend came over and whispered in her ear, and she said. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Gave me a kiss. Oh, on the right lips. on the lips. On the lips. And then that's money. Disappeared out of my life. Right. Damn. And I was like, okay, well, you know, no big deal. Easy come, easy go. Besides, I had I had like seven drunk Marines. I had to take back to the barracks. <laughs> so it wasn't like I was bailing on them. But I go yeah. back to the table, and my buddies are all staring at me, slack jawed. Like, and I'm like, what? They're like, my buddy looks at me and says, you have, you really don't, you have, you have no, no idea, idea do you? You have, you don't know clearly and he's like okay when we get back to the barracks i want i want you to come to my room don't come to my room come to my room so a little while later bars were closing they were all fucking hammered so i got them all in the in the car we started driving back to the base we get back to the base and, and he's like come here dude I'm dead serious and i'm like what go back to his room he pops in a fucking videotape push pushes play baywatch comes on mm-hmm and then the girl I was dancing with comes across the screen. Pamela Anderson. Shut up. Swear to God. Get out of here. Swear to God. You're right. I don't believe you. You don't have to. <laughs> it's fine. I don't care if you don't believe me. That's and, cool. And, and That's I would, cool. Like, I, if yeah. I walked up to her right now, and I mean, do you remember? Like, there's no way. Like, I, this is my memory. I, I guarantee you that this is not a shared. <laughs> this was not yeah. a shared experience. Yeah, she doesn't remember you. That's for sure. And the only reason I remember it is because she was smoking. Was she was real hot. And she kissed me on the mouth. Like, of course I'm going to remember that <laughs> shit, you know? That's probably why she kissed you on the mouth. Like and she kisses everybody on the mouth. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe. But you know, and and when I got back and realized what it was, like that seared it into my brain. But yeah, I I, I danced and had a nice little peck smooch with, but way before she was famous, Pamela Anderson. But still a smoke show. Oh gosh. Yeah, she was total smoke show back then too. Mm. Oof. Oof. So anyway, um, welcome to to Drink Minimum. We're coming up on 19 minutes into the show before we've even said in. anything here so we've already been through four subjects <laughs> well we've been through one we just keep talking about the same buckle up bands and stuff so um back on the modello train for me oh what do you I, got i'm I, I went uh i went back to chiladas yeah we couldn't drink the hard it's, liquor it's only two o'clock in the since afternoon it's daylight and i have to function later i'm not <laughs> i'm not trying to drink whiskey right now <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't like it that we did this last Friday because, like, even the the one extra day, it just feels like it's been too long yeah, it feels since like this microphone was in my face. Yeah, for sure. We, I, I tell you, even with the short amount of episodes we do, like, I look forward to this. I really, I really every do. Week. I really, yeah, do. it's so much fun. Yeah, um, like, like like you said last time, like this is if if nothing else, if no one ever gets anything out of this, yeah. I am. Yeah, and I know you are. Yeah, and that's all that fucking matters. I've had some really interesting conversations with a couple of friends of mine too. Um, one especially that nobody talks to me about. This. Oh man, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna change eventually. No, nobody, nobody. Only Nobody's one person. Like, uh... Only one person on Facebook has said something t- like to the effect of that. Not only do they enjoy it, but you know, whatever. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I guess. Like I was blown away. Justin, shout out. Yeah, thanks, bro. Appreciate you. I mean, you yeah. know, I, I was not expecting to see that. Honestly, that really I, cool, I yeah. never expected to hear anything from this from anyone, yeah. to be honest with you. Yep. You know, because yep. I, I, I told you before, I never expect, I don't expect this to be anything other than what this is with you and me at this table. Yeah. 
if, if it's just us recording shit for for posterity or or for for you know further defense evidence later on in my <laughs> <laughs> whatever um but yeah i anyway so people were talking to you Go ahead. yeah so um i'm just gonna give my shout out um my friend liza from back home sup liza yeah she has some very differing opinions than we hot? do on some things i'm just kidding that's that's she's nice. like married to my best friend so i don't get to answer is he that hot? yeah he's he's gorgeous oh yeah. nice yeah um I would actually Good like. Job, Liza. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say this right now, without your permission. But I would actually like mm. to invite Liza onto the show. Absolutely not. To have a conversation with us about her experiences and with her family as far as drug use, and I would like to have a conversation around our basic principles that a- adults should be able to do whatever the hell they want. Why because... you don't want to be your friend anymore? <laughs> I just. Um... <laughs> Hey, I think one of the things that you and I both agree on is that you need to have differing opinions about things. Oh, no, you, you have, to have to have conversations about it, right? You have to understand that there are as many different ways to look at something as there are people to look at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that she would be a really interesting point of view. Like, and I, I would like to have a rousing debate with Where my friend live? about that. Uh, Manchester. Is so she I can willing to drive all the fucking way out here? She usually <laughs> comes over here to see me and, and hang oh, out and drink. Well, I mean, so, that's fair. Yeah. Huh. I think that I think we could get her on the show. Right. So I'll talk to her. I'm, I'm sure she's going to well, listen to this, actually, because she's been one of the ones that has been listening every week to us. And thank you so much for that, Liza. Yeah, we no really shit. appreciate it. So. Tell um, your friends. <laughs> I'm trying to make money off this now. I need more people listening. <laughs> um, so today we were supposed to have. We had a whole house, day. Actually. We had a we whole day a planned. House, yeah. And I kind of fucked it up because <clears throat> I had forgotten that I had a previous engagement tonight. So I had to move it from our normal recording time of six to seven yep. down to two o'clock and nobody else could make it. Yeah. So we were supposed to have my buddy Clint. Yep. And his daughter's boyfriend, Dylan, yep. and we were going to go balls deep on some conspiracy theories. Yep. So that's coming. So that is still coming. That's up. still coming. Yep. Not, um, not and I'll tell you what, anybody that is listening, if you want to be on here, like, like if you want to come on here and just talk with us about shit, like that's fucking awesome. The only, like, the only requirement is, is that you can't be qualified and, and you have to that... be 21 so you can drink. <laughs> well, yeah, it, you can't really do two drink minimum with people that are under 21. And I can only legally let my children drink in my house. I can't <laughs> let anyone else underage drink. That's still illegal. So, and also, um, you have to be able to just shoot from the cuff. Like you, you gotta have some sort of basis and you know, but you also have to be able to it. hear an opinion that's not yours and yeah. not shut it down. Yeah, like yeah. you have to be open to listening yep. to what anybody else wants to say. That's yep. like, honestly, it's, it's pretty loose. <clears throat> and I like to keep it that way. Yeah. But I, I, I don't want this to be, uh, I want it to be open and accessible to everyone, I, to anyone, anyone yeah. that wants to, I mean, I don't know why anyone would, but anyone, <laughs> anyone that wants to be like, Hey, I do. And I'm, uh, I'm sure we could figure out if somebody wanted to we phone do, it in. I'm sure we could figure out yeah, how to attach yeah. a fucking phone yeah, call yeah, to this. For sure. Yep. But I, I would love to have as many differing opinions on, on all sorts of things because yeah. there can't be just you and me and our old libertarian ways talking about shit. Because yeah, I want I want people that are, you know, pro Republican, pro pro Democrat, pro government, like socialists. Even like I would I would we would have conversations with socialists. Like um, we would we would also have conversations with everyday people that just don't really know where they find themselves themselves, but they have opinions that they would like to share. Absolutely. So, um, we're we're. We're really a diverse group of people in this country, and especially in the state. Like, I feel like the state of Iowa is fairly diverse. 
right? Especially I mean, where we everybody. live, right? Like, I mean, there, there's... Cedar Falls, Waterloo area has a lot of diversity in thought, I really feel like. Yeah. You know, so... Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of travel, in travel. Like, yeah. I mean, we have a huge group of, of, of uh, exiled Chicago. Right, yep. Um, uh, a huge group of exiled Bosnians. Yeah. I remember when that influx came in, yep. during, when the Serbia-Croatian war was going on. Yeah, we got a ton of, ton of Bosnians over um, here that have, it greatly improved the community, actually. It it doesn't hurt. I don't know why. I have a thing for Slavic women. Like, I don't understand I don't it myself. I mean, different strokes for different folks, bro. You know, it's good. You know, actually, let me just revise that. I just have a thing for women. Oh yeah, there you yeah, go. That's yeah, that's what it is. I like females. That's what it is. Females are great. Yeah, but you know, if you're into males or non-traditionals, then you're not me. Do your thing. Yeah, whatever. If you're me, or if you're like, if you're anything like me, you're five foot eleven, named Neil. Anyway, <laughs> it's an old Kevin Nealon. We were joke. we were going somewhere he, with that, but no, no, no. Uh, oh, that's yeah, actually that was, the joke. Yeah, that was an old Kevin Nealon joke oh, from Saturday God. Night Live. Because you know, if you're anything like me, you're six foot tall and named Kevin Nealon. But I'm, it's, he was great. I fucking <laughs> love that guy. You know, there have been some. I'll tell you, uh, not to branch out, but there have been. I remember the heyday of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, when they would attack everyone, and it wasn't just. Attack whatever conservative is on TV this week, mm-hmm. which is, ugh. but you know, back in, and I always hate that back. In, I have I have seen every iteration because I've been alive mm-hmm. since it started. Yeah, like I don't remember the Chevy Chase era because that well he was only on for what one season, mm-hmm. um, and that was the year I was born. Right. But you know, like I, I've been watching Saturday Night Live that I since I can remember since the very early eighties. And, you know, back when Jay Moore was on there um, and then it branched out once it got up to where you had Tina Fey, yep. Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. Amy Poehler, fucking Kevin Nealon. Freaking, I mean, just that whole lineup was just banger after banger after banger. That was when Saturday Night Live was Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah. It's tired now. It's it's it's, it's been overdone it's and super and, and I don't like using this statement because it drives people wild, but it is go. super woke. Yeah. Yeah, it's I was just gonna say that. Like And and to me people are like, Well what is it what is woke? To me woke means that you're forcing a viewpoint onto someone else. Well you're trying to awaken them. I think I think woke ism to me is is that whatever the uh, most popular narrative is is that the thing that you're following, you yep. right? Yep. And so that that to me is wokeism. It's not necessarily. And people always think you're trying to be a racist or a sexist. Yeah. Like no, no, no. That's not what I think woke. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I think wokeism is just. Today I wanted to do a little talk about virtue signaling, and to me, being woke is is the biggest virtue signal. Sure. Ever. Sure. Ever. I'm so much better than you because I believe this. So I don't give a shit. I've got a controversial statement to make about that. I think then that don't. most people, most people, like fifty-one percent, or hmm, I, I don't know that I would because that's a that's the bare minimum most. Percentage. Or like, this is going to be a really unpopular opinion. I think. Ooh, am I going to kick you out of my house? No, I don't think you will because I don't think you fall oh, you into this. I don't think this. I will. Oh. No, you don't fall into this. So. Fuck out right now. I don't think most people <laughs> know who the fuck they are. Oh no no! And, or no, have they any idea no, what they truly absolutely believe? Absolutely not. No, I, most people don't. No, most people don't. Because we live in a day where, and, and, and I hate that. I hate that our children. And it is. It's not us. It's our children. And it's not even the generation right below us. Because I think they had enough residual rub off that 
I think that's where the the whole myth of like the the failed work ethic comes from from mm. the millennials. Yeah. But it's it's the Gen Z and the Gen what are they calling now Gen A or whatever the fuck it doesn't matter. Like they live in an era where they are defined by their social media, <laughs> and they only get their identity from the feedback that they get from that social sure. media. Yeah. And social media being what it is is fucking terrible. Well, I I think that and, yeah. I, I mean, I I think that the biggest thing is and just from my vantage point is that I don't, I don't think that I've really ever had a, a decent handle on who I am until I was in my late thirties. Oh no. Early no, I, 40s I, I knew who like, I was in my late. Like teens. I really feel like I wandered around a lot from my late teens into my twenties and into my early thirties. Like I, who I was wandered quite mm. a bit. Nope. I've been then, on a pretty straight and narrow path. Like, that's, I, the diff- I know that's one exactly. of the differences between you and I, right? But like, the thing is, is that that straight and narrow path is kind of fucking with my intractability. Mm-hmm. Like I've had to relearn some stuff. Sure. And I've had to shift a definition or two lately. Sure, of course. But no, from the, from the time I was 16 up until recent years, I've, yeah. I've known exactly who and what, I was what I, I stood for. I think there's what I will defend and die for. I like I've th- known all that. I think that there's a lot of people that are like me, and they don't uh, they don't really know who they are until they're much older in their life. Well, and, and but here's the other part of it, right? Is that the current society is telling you that you just have to be whatever the going narrative is, otherwise you're a racist and you're. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying? talking about people our age or older because that that's a different journey. We had right. different upbringing. We had different values. It's a different. I hate use. I hate that word that I just said. Journey. I don't journey? use that word. But we're on a different trip. These kids. I'm. Like I'm really. I'm really talking about a younger generation that that don't have. When you have teenage girls, let's just pulling one out of the hat. Teenage girls, who already as teenagers are completely unsure of themselves. Sure. Completely. Well, they have no idea who they are. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just saying they're completely Young unsure of themselves. Right? Like, and then 15, they get 16, bombarded yeah. by, you know, when we grew up, we just had television. They have Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, fucking Facebook, fucking whatever else. And they're just bombarded by all these things that, that are, are, are molded. And and scripted, sure. And, Algorithm and painted, yeah. And curated, mm-hmm. forced into their fucking field. So they think that this is what they have to be. Well, and then this is where I was trying to get at before, and I this is what I hate about social media, is because it has given people the ability to think their voice fucking matters. Yeah, I think. And and your voice matters to me. Yes. And your voice matters to your family. Mm-hmm. But how far beyond that? Does your voice matter? Well, I think the, the I think the flip side of it is is that I we you know people have done none of the work to gain the trust to have your voice actually mean something. Well, no, and that's 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 the point. That's you're where I'm going. To make, that's right? where I'm going yeah. to with this is that you know because then then the other part of this whole social media thing is and this is where we've lost is that if you say something. And it's going to, you know, and I'm talking like like the whole virtue. I'm trying to stick to virtue signaling specifically to show someone how much better you are than they are. Right. And someone comes back with a negative comment. You can just delete it. You can just block it. You don't have to hear it. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it becomes a big echo chamber 
It's a it's a virtue signaling echo chamber is all it fucking is. And it reinforces this idea that you've said something that is now popular and you now matter. But the thing is, is that you don't not for the reasons you think you do. Right. You know, I, I, I've always told my children, like, you matter to me, matter greatly to me. Mm-hmm. You don't matter to any fucking buddy else. Nobody else gives a shit about you. And the faster you learn that, the faster you stop depending on what other people say to you or think to other you. Other people's opinions are, are, should mean nothing to you. Exactly. Unless they have spent the time to be a part of your life in a way yeah. that matters. Yeah. Right? But, but then again, if they have spent that time, then, you will, matter to, then yeah. you will matter to them. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Like, so I don't understand why these children all try to emulate these 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 TikTokers and these fucking in you know I hate the word influencer. It's such a shit fucking word. I'm an influencer. Eat shit. Don't You're you... not influencing anything except a bunch of gullible young children to 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 buy the fucking products that you have been sponsored by. Like fuck off, an influencer. I would love someone to be like, I would love to be on your podcast. I'm an influencer. I will tell you to eat shit and yeah, we die. Yeah, want influencers like, on here. Fuck You've off. already got an audience. That's the dumbest yeah. fucking thing. I love reading these things where, where people have like tried to use their influencer status to get like free meals or, or free. Fo- well, I'm an influencer. I have like 500,000 followers. Like that's who cares? Good yeah. for you. I don't give a shit. That means you got more money. Just pay full Fuck price. Off. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I think on the flip side of that though, like this world and today's world, you more people have an opportunity to be. Yeah. More people have an opportunity in today's world to be rich and famous than people in our time ever had right, right. and like, it's it's a weird rich and famous because you're not earning it no not really it's just whoever punches subscribe like it, i feel like isn't like 80 percent of that just who can be the the craziest most outlandish it seems person? to be lately seems to be like like, yeah. like if you remember what not too long ago a kid on youtube uh ended up getting shot because he was trying to pull uh the biggest prank part possible yeah well there was no there, it wasn't really a prank thing it was uh he was trying to be like a stunt mm. Strapped a phone book to his chest and had his girlfriend shoot him with a forty-five in the chest, and yeah, it went, went right, right through, through the, the fucking book. phone book Duh. and killed him. Yeah, should have tested that first, maybe. But, or, or you know, book, how about it's a gun and you don't fuck with it? I mean, exactly. but yeah, it, it seems like it's whoever does the dumbest thing or the craziest thing or the biggest prank or you know, when I clock out of work at night, even as a shuttle driver, like people like pe- people know me now like well shuttles are skate like i mean they they are i'm literally sitting in a truck i'm not really doing a whole lot of physical labor mm-hmm. but have you ever tried to drive a semi for 8 hours in a night that's rough it is fucking exhausting that's fucking rough not only yeah. is it mentally exhausting like it's physically tiring to keep a truck that weighs empty weighs about 60,000 pounds figure any crosswind at all and you're fighting Done. the truck all yeah. the time yeah well, every time i push that button that logs me out I feel like I earned that fucking check. That sure. I, yeah. I, I earned what I'm going to get in my paycheck and I don't expect anything more than what I earned. Right. And it's just, it, it's like, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I guess if you can make the easy money, fucking go for it. But it's like, are you really willing to sell yourself to every fucking activist in the world? That's going to turn on you. The minute you become any kind of real because I mean, that's what happens yeah. every time. Every time these people will go on and on for years, and then then something real will slip out, and everybody turns on you. Canceled. Yeah. Which I also I don't, I don't understand fucking understand that, either, that yeah. either. You know, like okay, so you don't agree with me. Well, now I'm going to contact your job and make sure that they know who you are. Like, 
I think it's really incredible, though. I think going back to your point, how much this social media landscape has changed society. And it's so toxic. And they want right? to say that they want to say men are toxic, but social media is the most toxic thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Well, and it's not even it's not even fairly biased. That's no. the other side of the conversation, no. right? Like there's there's actual documents out there of the federal government sending emails to these social media companies to censor certain speech. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, is is against the First Amendment, and everyone who was involved with that should be in jail, but they're not. It, so, and and I love people like, well, it's a private company. Well, that doesn't matter. You, your your the, right to the, speech is still protected. The federal government was sending pretty much desist orders, mm -hmm. right? Like, take these people off the platform, yeah, or throttle their posts. The landscape is completely unfair. And I, I, what I do, the open love, marketplace of open marketplace of ideas was mostly gone until Twitter got bought. The one thing that I will appreciate about today's internet is the fact that there are always going to be an outlet for unpopular truth. Mm -hmm. There should be. Um, there always should be. And it seems as though the policies of the media. And the internet for the last 10 years are really coming back to haunt them yeah. right now. Yep. And I think that's fantastic because they should have stayed completely fucking neutral. This is my problem, especially with today, is everyone tries to politicize fucking everything. Sure. And some things just need to not be political. Well, and everything today... And all these... Um, and There's all these a, kids that think that they understand politics because they, they listen to one fucking Democrat give a speech about anti-abortion or abortion rights. Like, that doesn't make you a fucking p political pundit. I, right. I'm not a political pundit. No. I only know so much. And I'm, I'm always willing to learn more. And I'm always willing to change my ideas Correct. if something I learn affects me. And I'm sure. like, okay, well, that's, that opens a new door. But that's the thing. Everyone's so fucking intractable anymore. It's like, I am, I am fucking this thing and if you're not this thing then you're my fucking enemy it's well like, and the worst part about it is is that you can show them two ideas the beastie boys to this i don't know but I you can it. you yeah. can show people and we're all, we really need to take a break for the pregame because this is still the pregame but um the the problem with all of it is is that people don't think about their positions that they're in and you can show them two conflicting positions that are part of the platform that they support that you've had two separate conversations with and they're 100 percent in agreement with it and then you show me, show them, and go, why, why is this a thing, right? Yep. And anyway, I, and, and people will just, they, I don't know, they just absolutely will not let go. They're, they're like pit bulls that are latched onto something that they don't want to let go of. I mean, they just, they just can't. No. I, and I think part of it is because people are so afraid. They're just afraid. Wrong. They're well, just afraid of being wrong. I think, right? I think, but I think that stems from people are just afraid. And again, every fucking episode, people are afraid to to understand who they are and be yeah. who they are. So they want they want to impress everyone around them by being like, "I'm with the current whatever fucking thing is popular. I'm, I'm yeah. with it." And I think that they're afraid to be themselves around their friends too, right? Well, because the I mean, if you get yeah. rejected by your friends, like, yeah, I mean, you know. And, and, and no one no one's preaching like we are to where, hey, we want people with differing opinions around us. We love being friends with people that we disagree with. I don't with, mind being wrong you know? about things. Yeah, of like, course. like I, I don't try to sell, tell everyone that I'm right about everything. Just because I God, say I'm something. I'm not right about anything. I, I'm time. rarely yeah. right. Yeah. 
Not right about anything. I know what I feel, and I know what my convictions are. Mm-hmm. And I try to steer with those. I try to use those as my North Star yeah. in, in my, my, my trip through this fucking life. Yep. But I'm always willing to veer off if I need to. You know, and I think that's where... I, I just, dude, I, I'm telling you, I blame everything back on... on and don't get me wrong, I, I have a fucking Twitter. I don't really use it. But I actually like Twitter now. I, I, I didn't before. Dude, I... I, I tried know. to be as anonymous as I could, and I just put a bunch of dark ass shit. On <laughs> Big if surprise. anybody ever finds it, I'm not going to tell you what the handle is. But if anybody ever finds it, that gets there's some twist ass <laughs> shit in there. But you know, dark shit from you, to, no way. To me, to me, I, I I really think that all children should have been shied away from social media until they had a better grip on their own fucking life. Sure, yeah. you've got children. Thirteen's way too young. You've got children being trying trying to be uh, um, impressionable. They're impressionable. Yeah, and they just want to follow whatever's popular, and it just it leads to this just this fucked up way of thinking that that you have to keep following these trends and doing these yeah. things that are popular. And you'll find out as you get older, most of your life is going to be lived in a very unpopular space. And if it isn't. Then you're there's doing something it fucking wrong. wrong. Yeah, there's something wrong. Anyway, let's end the pregame up with that. We'll be back, guys. I gotta pee. Bye. special request. Neil loves Helmet. And Helmet loves Neil. So I have seen these guys twice. Uh, Paige Hamilton, I believe, is the guy's guitarist name. So I saw the original lineup in Hawaii. I saw so many. Dude, if you if you understood the place where I saw most of the concerts when I was in Hawaii. I'm completely jealous. We've talked about this a few so times. It was so small. It was so intimate, dude. I saw Tool with like 300 people. Like, like shut, Just shut up. Seriously. Pantera, I mean, White Zombie, uh, fucking Helmet. So I saw them. And then uh, when me and Jesse moved up here, they were playing at Spicoli's before you know, when it was a, a real thing and people had fun there. I like Spicoli's back I, in the day. It was I so really, good. I'm so mad that there wasn't enough people that would have invested money to fix that fucking place because so many people had so many good terrible. memories and good yeah, times there. It's terrible. To let that go and now to just have the reverb stage at the fucking electric ballroom every once in a while just is not the same. No, it's, it's, it's not, not the same. It's good now. And we've, we've lost all, and, and, and I'm not talking about the new owner. Like, she did a great job. She really tried when she took over. But like all the contacts, like like all the like bands that actually had a following, like they stopped coming. You know, and yeah. don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm good um, with local music. Bucket like, had one of them too. 
I'm what, pretty mushroom sure. Head. Mushroom head. Mushroom yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. Thought or th- um, I saw trapped there. Trapped I saw there. fucking uh, Gemini syndrome. How many yeah. fucking times? Yeah, two or three times we saw them um, guys there. Always saliva. Yep. Uh, uh, filter helmet. I know Jesse went up there a couple times to see bands that I wasn't really the biggest on. I'm trying to think of that but, one that we went to the last time that. But they also had a lot of good local music, like good mm-hmm. local music. Yeah, they had good local bands. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like they still like my buddy Patrick plays in a a, a band that they still play over at the Electric Ballroom. Like, and I sure. I, I want to go see a show. I, I just they always have to they always have them when I can't make it. Yeah. But um, kind of a rough time for for live music. Like it we is. lost we it lost is. the Wedge. Right, the Wedge was a big bigger spot. I think I. Don't even the know Winter's what Edge. That is. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought they were. Anyway, uh, Spicoli's um, used to be the reverb downtown back in the day. Yeah. So yeah, no real good place for live music around here. We definitely don't have just like a Woolies or something like that. Just just yeah. the electric ballroom, and, and it's not bad, but it's like it's not really. Well, it's not a rock venue. No. Right. Like not really. The acoustics like, are wrong. Yeah, I mean, like Woolies has it's a like lot of rock swinging, bands that comes yeah. through it in Des Moines. You know, and Des Moines is really not that far. Like we we could go catch a no. I, a I show there's, down actually there. there's a couple yeah. shows coming to Woolies that I'm going to go see here pretty soon. There's a couple other spots down there that are that always have big bands. They, they had too. this one. I, I missed. They had this one place on uh, Fifth and Grand. It's a Mexican uh, grocery store now, but it used to be called. Uh, I don't know. Shit, I've never heard of that place. You <laughs> I make mean, it. I took, I took, but no, it, it was this place earlier. on East Fifth and Grand that we used to go to all the fucking time, and sure. they had all sorts of live music, um, lo- usually local, but it was it was always a good time. Yeah, it was always a good time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the funny thing is, what I was trying to get to is, Paige Hamilton was the exact fucking same. <laughs> he hadn't changed; like his hair had gotten a little whiter. But after the show, I came up to him. I was like, "Bro, I saw you in like '94 in Hawaii." He goes, "I remember that show." No shit. I'm like, bro, I was there. I was fucking there. Damn. And he's like, that's really cool. <laughs> I was like, I know. Uh, 94 in Hawaii? Yeah, I remember that show. Yeah, but he, he well, they never played Hawaii. So he's like, oh, I, he so goes, I, time. He, yeah, he goes, I, I actually remember that. He goes, it was at that little fucking warehouse. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, the one. That's the one. I was there, dude. God. He's like, that's really cool, that man. That is really cool. That uh, is really cool. So we were talking in, during the break. We, of course, I, I was trying to get up to go pee, and we were talking about I just stuff kept like normal. Blabbing so. my fucking mouth. Yeah. What were you talking about with the age of the universe that you said somebody came up with? Oh, the, so about? actually, this came up a, a whole bunch of years ago, but they're starting to now, especially with the way that the James Webb Telescope has been uh, making way more discoveries than they like anticipated. I mean, because maybe they were wrong about some things. That Well, I mean, you got you to think. Every theory that we have is basically math. I think the word and, that you said was theory. Yeah, theory. They're right? all theories. They're all theories. Well, even gravity is still a theory. Everything's just a theory. You, you understand that, right? There's no, no law of gravity. It's still a theory. Right. Because they can't prove it. Right. It, we know it exists, which makes it still a theory. It. But yeah, yeah. yeah. They, that's, why they, that's why they have LIGO, and that's why they're trying to find gravitational waves. Because if, if everything holds true, every particle has a wave. Mm-hmm. But it also has a particle. Yes, and that's what they're looking for is the graviton, well, the actual the particle. Isn't that the problem with light too? Like they they don't know whether it's really a wave or a particle. Well, or it's both. It's yeah, that's what I mean. Like, well, that's why there's okay. So people get this fucked up. Uh, like, like, so they did, they did they did an experiment. It's, it's the 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 double slit experiment. Sure. Where if you're not measuring where the light is, then it's a then it comes through as a wave. It's everywhere. Sure. You can have one photon be in two places 
So it's the observation that causes the problem. It's the measurement. Mm -hmm. See, people think it's observation, like seeing. It has nothing to do with what you see. Um, when you measure something, you can either know its precise position or its uh, velocity, but you can't know both. Right. And so once you once you measure it, it becomes one of the two. a particle. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but that's the that's the way it is with all particles, electron, everything is. It, once it's observed and measured, then then uh, you you know you lose the wave. It, it collapses the wave function and it becomes a particle. Right. Well, that's what they're trying to do with gravity is trying to find the graviton, the gravity particle. But it seems as though well, it's we know just that there's waves. Gravity things naturally left alone, even in a vacuum, will clump. Yeah, they pull themselves together. Will pull, and and the more it pulls, the more the gravity. The stronger the pull gets. Dad joke of the day. So, you know, in your life, just try to be like gravity. Keep pulling yourself together. <laughs> ah. But so now they're saying that, especially when they found uh, the, the red galaxies that they found that exist at a, at a size that they shouldn't have existed at, mm -hmm. at the time that we're getting the light. So we're getting this light that it's only like 300,000 300, years old, and they're like old galaxies already. Mm -hmm. Like, they shouldn't be like that. They're right. finding these these supermassive black holes in these galaxies that should not have had time to exist. Mm -hmm. So now an old theory is being dredged up called the tired light theory, mm. stating that even in a vacuum, light will lose its velocity, will lose its energy after, you know, and that, that's, so it's like the variable constant law. Like, like there are, even all the constants might not be constant. Right. We haven't been around long enough measuring them to know whether well, they're constant or no, not. No, th right? there have been. There, there, I can find this thing I saw. Uh, there was a time when the speed of light was different, hmm. measured, but they fixed it. So now to wherever it is, it's always the constant. It doesn't hmm. matter what the speed is. I got you. That, that's what they fixed. They fixed the, the math to where no matter what the speed is, whether it's 186,000 so miles per the, second or 200,000 miles per second, it's still the constant. What? But that's not... Hate math sometimes because you have to have a variable that's constant when you're when you're trying to solve equations, and that's what they use as the constant, yeah. as the constant, right? Well, I mean, e equals m c squared is energy equals mass times the constant right. speed of light yeah. squared. Right. That's how fast mm -hmm. you have to be to. That's how much energy you need to, to convert. So if you live in a part of the universe that the, the speed of light's slightly different then all of the equations change. Yeah. So that's how they're saying that uh, the universe might actually be closer to 26.7 billion years old and not 13.8. Mm. That's a big difference. That's a, that's a, that's twice. a humongous difference. That's twice the difference. That's the difference between a 50 and a hundred. Like that's, that's you need, so, sorry, son, would you like to have a 50 or would you like think to of, have a Think about what that does for <laughs> like, just not only our understanding of the universe, but our understanding of how things happen. You know, because that that also brings into into fact or into into question dark energy, because that was always the thing was that dark energy is what was pushing the the expansion. But what if it's just slow light? You know, mm -hmm. making it seem like everything is expanding because it's just catching up. So you know, then then you bring into then you know searching for gravity brings in the whole. There's there has been I saw this um, paper a whole new gravity experiment that actually cancels dark matter. It works without dark matter. Mm. 
before to make galaxies and simulations work and not spin apart, you had to have an extra source of gravity and they couldn't figure out what it is. Therefore, it's dark matter. Mm. It's matter that is affected by gravity, but not affected by other matter. So you can't see it. You can't interact with it. That sounds fucking dumb to me. It doesn't it doesn't <laughs> sound very they call in it the model, right? They call it low. Uh, mm, but somehow low energy, low energy. Yeah. Um, and we could be wrong. Low energy interactivity, interactivity or mm-hmm. some bullshit like that. Sure. Saying that some particles just don't don't hit in the, in the boson in the Higgs boson field. There are some particles that just slide right through it and don't interact with it. Gotcha. Um, other things like leptons and quarks have enough mass. They do interact and or they are slow enough that they do interact. And that's where mass comes from. That's okay. what they were trying to do with the Higgs boson, mm. trying to figure out that. I guess apparently that boson only exists for like. Nine trillionths of a second. Yeah, they observed it, one though, it, correct? They they they've observed a few now, but they're trying to figure out um, the way because it's not only whether they weren't trying to figure out not only how it exists but how it dissipates. Hmm. Because when those things dissipate, they turn into particle or two different particles. Hmm. Um. So yeah, it, it's it's the boson field. This is what's crazy about the Higgs boson field. You ready for this? Yeah, yeah. All yeah. energy exists in the lowest state possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. So whatever particle or, or it exists in the lowest stage that is allowed to. All, all things tend to that point. Yeah. We want to exist as efficiently as possible. So yeah. it's in the lowest energy state that it yeah. can to, to exist. Resistance, yeah. Right. So the Higgs field actually has two. And we're not at, according to this theory that I read, we're not at the lowest point energy for the Higgs boson or for the Higgs field. Really? So if something ever happened that knocked even one smidge of that into that lower, the entire universe would cease to exist at light speed Mm -hmm. from that point outwards at light speed. Could be happening right now and it just hasn't got here yet. And there's literally nothing (laughs) you can do about it. (laughs) I've always loved that. I watched this movie the other day. Um, the core. You ever seen that? I don't think it's so. a great shitty movie. It's okay. it, the science is wrong. It, it's great. It's That's uh, the best part. Aaron, Aaron Eckhart, uh, Stanley Tucci. We could talk about the science being wrong. Delroy lot, Lindo, actually. who is a fucking national treasure, and he dies in almost every fucking movie he's in. And I fucking hate it. I love Delroy Lindo. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the the core of the Earth stops spinning, mm. and they have to restart it. Oh, yeah. Wait. Yeah. Wait. How, how do we stop this? Well, you can't. How do we start this? Well, you but can't you know, that or or yeah. or you know, the meteor coming. How do we stop it? Mm. The hubris of humanity to think that we can stop anything subcelestial <laughs> is laughable, bro. There's just you know what? Just nothing. We there's can't, nothing listen, you can. The we, sun could be. The sun could have blown up eight minutes ago. We wouldn't know, and we wouldn't know it for. If, or it could blow up right now. We wouldn't know it for eight minutes, and there's literally nothing you can do. We can't stop hurricanes. We no, can't stop things can't that stop happen on our planet. We can't stop a strong wind. No, we can't stop things <laughs> that happen on our planet. And for anyone to think that we can stop something outside of our planet with any certainty, like, sure, we can throw nukes at rocks and hope for the best, right? Like A rock traveling 26,000 miles an hour listen, through space, you can throw as many nukes as, as you want. We can it's send not as many actors that are trained to be drillers to <laughs> You know, actually, possible. they did a study that that's actually the Probably, most accurate way to do it. Sure. To send train that well, we do it all the time. Mission specialists. They're not astronauts. Right. They're they're specific for they're one diggers. mission. Yeah. 
You know, so like actually they, they did it. NASA did a whole thing because everybody's like, well, why wouldn't they just train? Because these people have been drilling in that movie. They've been drilling their entire lives. They know everything about drilling. Yep. You can't teach that to somebody in a certain amount of time and expect them to do anything. You would send drillers like that's literally that's exactly I, I'm, I'm, I'm literally that's exactly drink, how they would do it. Literally, they, they would they would send mission specialists. Mission, they would send diggers. Yeah, soldiers of fortune drinks on me. Yeah. Domestics only, no imports. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I love the ego and the hubris of, of, of our species to think that. Listen, we're not anywhere we, close we, to being We are so enlightened. Powerful. We are so enlightened that we have to exist, that we have to be able to yeah. stop whatever is coming. And it's like, bro, you know what? Sometimes you just have to accept the fact that you control nothing more than the opinion in your head. And that's it. That's it. And you have to be careful. Because depending on where you got that opinion, maybe that isn't even yours either. <laughs> you know, and even in even in our like not doomsday presence, yeah, you know, like, oh yeah, okay. So let's just take out all of the meteors hitting the earth or the poles slipping or which is gonna happen too, or any of the things like and, that. And nothing was gonna happen. When the poles flip, nothing will happen. <sighs> just mean, north will be south and south will be north. That's it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't think that. I no, it happens all the time. Like, like uh, uh, they can pull records from trees. Like it happens. Like it, it doesn't end the earth. Nothing's yeah. going to stop. Yeah. The pole just flips. It's just a magnetic field. It, yeah. it, 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 it will stop nothing. I mean, it might there fuck could up, be some catastrophe. It might fuck up some GPS stuff, but it'll get fixed. You know what I mean? Like, like, like that's not what I'm worried about. Take, what I'm I worried just, about is I'm just saying you take all of that out and if you look at every society that has existed on this planet, as soon as they start fucking around with gender, within a hundred years they're done, <laughs> fucking done, every one of them. And here we are, the entire planet is fucking around with gender, and we have the hubris to think that Bro, that's not going to be us. I saw this. Uh, We're the ones that are right. It's just never been tried right. I saw this <laughs> press conference with a, a with a prime minister from one of the countries in Africa, and he's like, he's like, why? He goes, I have America saying that they'll give me $100 million for gender studies, or I have Russia saying they'll give me $100 million to strengthen my, my military. Which one do you think I'm going to take? He goes, and why? He goes, he goes, and he goes, and what I don't understand is why everybody's, why everybody gives a, sh why basically, why everybody gives a shit about what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. He goes, he goes, you know, this is our country. Why do you care what we think about? Whatever, and I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Finally, somebody that's in a position of th of authority that's not afraid to be like, I don't want to do this because it's fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm sorry, and I, I know we keep going back to it, but I will not bow down to one percent of a population. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Live your life. But I'm not. Back but you're not about to force your shit on me. I like, guess it's not going to fucking happen. I'm the same boat you are, and I'm not bowing down to the ninety nine percent either. No, I don't fuck, give a no, fuck, fuck about these those people. people. Those people don't have any control over me. I'm, I'm telling you, and I, I, I know think I'm an individual. I know everybody says it, but I would love it if. Oh God, this is gonna sound so commie. I, I, I just want a commune, like me and my best friends, my my closest family and friends, Listen, to be in our own fucking community. You should be able to choose to be in a commune if you want to be in a commune. You should not be forced to be in the commune if if the government no, is a commune. That's, that's, a cult. that's the difference. But but that's the difference between socialism and and you know capitalism that we're living in right now like if you want if you want to be 
socialism is flawed from the beginning because it's based on the fact that deep down everybody cares and wants to help everybody else. And that's just, just not, not true. true. It's not true. People are evil at their core. Well, I don't think people are evil at their well, core. I, do. I, just I, think, I, think I think if you don't teach a nar- person to be a decent person, they're going to grow up to be a shithead. Well, though, okay. No, I don't... Hmm. I don't like the terminology because I think they're just going to grow up to be selfish because that's what they've always cared about is themselves. But that doesn't make them evil. That just makes them self-centered. Like, that's not the same fucking thing. You know, and, and, and but what I'm saying is that there are people that even growing up like that are still going to want to help. There are, all, there are always going to be people who want to help other people. And there are always going to be people who don't give a flying shit. I think if you give humans all of their needs... And you don't teach them to be decent human beings. Then the, everything will fail. Everything fails. Everything fails. And that's exactly the way that the world is going. There We're ex- going into a spot to where the nanny state is is going to make sure that you have three squares on your on your plate and, and a place to live. There was an experiment in a college that uh, a professor did. Um, it was a social, uh, not as like an economics class or something. And uh, right at the beginning of the school year, one of the students was hard up on living in a socialist community. Mm-hmm. So he said, and, and most of the class agreed. So he's like, okay, fine. Then this is what's going to happen. Like, basically, everything was on a curve. I'm spreading all points. Yeah. So Every, at first, at, first, get the average, at right? first, you had people who were passing with A's and people who were failing. And then they were redistributed. So then those A's got brought down. Those F's got brought up. Well, then the people who got A's were like, well, if I'm not going to get the fucking A, if I'm, I'm going to pass no matter what, then I'm going to stop trying. Right. And then the people who were being lifted up, well, they still weren't trying. Well, they tried less even. But then, right? and then all of a sudden everything started falling. And then the people that were at the bottom started bitching like, hey, why aren't you doing what you were doing before? And they're like, because. Why would I? Right. Why would I do all the work? And so by the end of the year. And, and fuck you because you've been like sucking off my, you know, all, all of my prosperity. Or by the end of the first semester, because it didn't go all year. Obviously, there's no way this would have gone all year. By the end of the first semester, the entire average for the class was, was a low D. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it was an F. I thought I've heard this story before. I, th- I thought uh, maybe, everyone maybe, was maybe, failing. Maybe it was. And I'm were, trying to give a, and they were, trying to the, give a little bit of a fucking optimistic turn to it. Like I know it was a very low grade. The, but the other side of it was is that the infighting between the people was so high. Yeah, it grew, and, and everyone, everyone that had everyone been, hated that each had other. been friendly yep. towards each other at the beginning of the, yep. of the year hated each other at the, yeah. at the end because yeah, of course no one was putting in any effort at all because everyone was why expecting you, everyone else to put in the effort. Why would you put in any effort if you could sit back and do nothing and get exactly. all of your needs? And that's why it never works. And that's why I always loved the, uh, I always loved it when you talk to a true communist or socialist. They're like, "Well, that's because true communism hasn't ever been tried." Yes, it has. It fails. Yep. Because you're still counting on everyone to have the same good intentions that you do. Yeah. But the problem is, there's still going to be someone in charge of that. Well, and when they're in charge, there's going to be an an inequality in in how goods are distributed. There just is. Good people do bad things sometimes too. Like people, well, I mean, that, that's just a moral. I mean, there's, there, I don't know if there's a good or bad thing. Like, but like if you I'm take saying, a, if you take a little extra food to feed your family, like that's not a bad thing. But it's for a, it's a bad, it's, even it's such a morale, people, it's such a moral yeah, decision. But even good people will sometimes take the deal that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Helps now. them I see out. What you're the, you know, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, greedy, yeah, right? Yeah. Even good people are greedy sometimes. Well, especially it, especially if you're living works. in a society where everything's been taken from you, and you have to share everything, and then you get an opportunity to have a little bit more. Yeah. Why wouldn't you take it? Well, that's it? why there has to be punishment for greed, right? Like f- businesses, no matter how big they are, should be allowed to fail because greed is what happens in those huge businesses. Uh, when when Obama was president and the they big crunch the happened 
And no, I'm not talking the banks. I'm talking about the car companies. Oh, sure. Yeah, they should have been the gone. big three yeah. that started failing. Well, Ford, ba- Ford was OK. They didn't need any loans during. Well, but the at first thing. they weren't because they were still part of the thing. Mm. I'm just saying they made oh, wait, they went a diff- about different things. They sorry. went a different yeah. way. They did. Yep. yep. But what I'm saying is all three of them were failing at first because everyone stopped buying cars like no one was buying shit. Uh, every factory ground to a fucking halt. And um, Obama stepped in and bailed them out. Yes. And he never should have. Never should have. They should I have agree. all failed. Yeah. They should have gone bankrupt because what would what would have happened in a perfect society, in, a, in an open market, was someone else would have stepped up. Well, number one, the government didn't have any money to give them anyway. They had to borrow that money. No, and it, where, they did, they, where did they borrow money, from? Actually, exactly. They, they printed that money, so they didn't have any money to give to start with. They, no. And did you? Secondly, there's no company, there's no corporation in this world that should be propped up by the government. Did you hear that there are 55 countries in the world now that are uh, bankrupt, cannot pay their debt? It doesn't surprise me. From 10 years ago, that's was one, up, right? That's, from 10 years ago, that's up 30. There was 22 really? 30 years ago. Now really? we're up to like 52. Mm. And it's, it's just growing. Well, yeah, nobody can. It's this just, is not sustainable. Right, right now, right now, most <laughs> countries are paying more than 10% of their budget to interest payments we on are, their debt. Aren't we? We're way over 10%, aren't we? Uh, I believe. I have to yeah. look at the national debt calculator again. It's crazy. It's it's so yeah. honestly, I, if there was a way that that that's these why countries they can't raise could, in, that's why they can't raise interest rates. If this if there was a way that this country, all these countries, could just come together and be like, you know what, let's just reset. That's what they're trying to do. That's that whole great reset thing, right? Well, what I'm saying is just stop everything. Stop. <laughs> I don't. Crypto. I don't know. I don't even know how. No, not even crypto. Because, dude, think of no. The, the, you know, that's what they're trying but, to do. Is they, they want to reset no, no, things, no. take away cash. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just going back to cash. But, but, you know, like, just resetting the prices on everything. But also resetting. I don't know how to say it in the right words because there's a way to take it all back to ground zero. There's a way to, 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 to remove all this shit. But you're going to have to rely on the good nature of the countries that are owed money. Mm-hmm. And They're just it's gonna not going to happen. Debts, and that's not going to happen. Right? So I'm no economist. No, well, neither am I. Yeah. Um, but I look at the way things are going. And the, the, the going theory is that we'll just print more money. But when you print more well, money. Nobody's borrowing our money. When anymore. you print more money. No, our, our dollar, they money. still are. Well, th- we're still. Asia, Asia is trying to push their petrodollar. Ours is still number one. Like well, people sure. are still borrowing against us. And, and, you know, we just took a new loan. Yeah. What? Last year. But the omnibus bill. Is that what you're talking about? I don't. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, Fuck, where was I, going? I don't know. I, I, I lost my own <laughs> fucking train of thought. And I never have your train of thought. So, you know, but I just I think when when government. Well, we stopped trading off of like off of something that had actual value. And now we're based on perceived value. Right. And and and, you know, the strength of our own economy. And it's like, you know, we we, we used to have money that was backed by gold mm-hmm. and it was a steady, solid physical object yeah, that we can say this is worth x amount which means that's how much our dollar is fucking worth yep absolutely and we, and we stepped away that we stepped then, away from it yeah. and ever since then we've you know you, what i was trying to say when you print money 
you, you, you take away the power of the money. So your dollar no longer has the strength that it had the day before when you have twice as much of it. So if the government is printing money, then why is it illegal for someone to print money? That's what I want to know. Why, why is it illegal for me to print dollars if the government is going to print it with impunity? Mm-hmm. Why, why it's not is the that government illegal? Why can't I just it's print It's not the own? government doing it. It's the, it's the central bank. Can I 3D it. print my dollars? Please? The central bank says, well, <laughs> we have this much money, so we're going to loan you money based on the money that we have. But we want to print it. <laughs> but, you know, it, that was the dumbest fucking move. Was when the first banks realized, I have a thousand dollars, you know, quotation marks, thousand dollars. In my in my vault. Yep. That's just you know it, it's to these people. I've I've said now that I'm going to pay a two percent return on this. Well, no, 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 no. This person comes in and wants to borrow money from my bank to mm-hmm. start something. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a thousand dollars right here. Right. I'm gonna loan you five hundred. Now these people, that thousand still exists because these people's money hasn't amount hasn't changed. Correct. But now you've just given physical inventory to someone else yep. based on your worth. Yes. And I, you know, I mean, that's the, the whole problem with loans. Because then, as soon as someone defaults on a loan, that money's gone. You have fucked the bank. Yeah, his money's gone. Right. Yeah. Like. That money's not coming If you loan back. me $500 and I don't pay you back that $500, now you've gone from $1,000 to having $500, but you still have, if all those people come back looking for their money, you still, but see, that's well, the that's thing. that's what happened in the 20s, and, right? And, that's, what's right the bank. that's what's happening right now. Yeah. There are banks, uh, there were banks in California that were, were. Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yeah. But they were only, you know, it didn't matter how much money was in the bank. They were only required to, to insure $100,000 per person. Right. Like, yeah. fuck you. Right. If I have $3 million in this bank, I'm getting $3 million back out of this bank. Right. You're yeah. not going to give me $100,000 back. Okay, well, there you go. And have a nice fuck day. Fuck off. Thank you, sir. Come again. This is, thank you. you know, come th- again. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> this is what I mean when I say fiscal responsibility. Because we are just throwing money at everything in loans. And loans are just, they're not a fucking good way. To, like, it's a good way to grow, grow a, a, a society, like, like you know, a, a small town. You know, loans to, to bring business in. Sure. But that's when you know that loan's going to come back to you. Student loans have fucked. fucked everything. Yeah, of course they have. Well, and the thing that's fucked everything as far as student loans go, in my opinion, is that the federal government got involved with doing the You can just the stop right there. Loans. You can stop right there. That, and that's, that's everyone could get one. And everyone could get one. That's the real problem because as soon as it became mostly guaranteed money, like nearly everyone can get a student loan. What do you think the universities did? Hey, we're going to have 400 applicants for our 200-person class that's coming up. We should just raise our rates and take, yeah, exactly. take, the, take the 200 that can pay the most. Ta-da! And that's exactly what happened. Right. Oh. We could we could raise our we could raise our tuition. Uh, you know, we could raise it 15, 20 percent every year and the federal government is going to pay it. They're going to not. Well, they're not really paying it. It's still the person paying it, but they're going to give that loan out every time. So we go from forty thousand dollars for, you know, a four year college to one hundred thousand right. dollars in the course of what, five years, six years there. Like it was ridiculous. Maybe it was longer than that. Not but. not to. Just completely jump track on you. You're just too late. You're, you're going to anyway. So. I, I love, we were talking about this the other day mm-hmm. about how, 
you know, they're trying so hard to railroad Trump again. You see, they're indicting him a third fucking time. They, they're trying to make it so this man. And don't get listen, me wrong. They're just throwing I shit don't, at the wall to see what'll stick. I don't want him to run. No, I, I don't. I don't either. But the way that they're going about doing this, it's it's becoming laughable. Like it's like it, when when he gets by on this one, which I'm sure he will. Of course he will. There's no. There'll, there'll be another yeah. indictment within a, a week or two. Yeah. Well, like they, it's like fuck. Just just stop. Just stop. Isn't there some? Isn't there some federal law that says if somebody is under a current indictment, they can't run for president or something like that? Like if they're currently charged with something? I no, I don't think it's if you're under indictment. I think if if you cop the plea or if you're charged, because indictment isn't a charge. Wasn't that what an indictment is? I thought that was the charge. <sighs> Google. Hey Google. <laughs> What's an indictment? Come on, baby. Yeah, it's an accusation, but it's yeah, not a charge. It's a formal accusation. That's a charge. But that's still it? not a charge. It's not a charge? No. What the hell? I can accuse you of something and not charge you with it. No person should be held to answer for a capital otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or is... indictment of a grand jury. So you're taking okay, so so you're not charged with it, but they're taking a charge to a grand jury to see if they're gonna try you on it. If they can charge you with it. Yeah, basically. (laughs) To see if they're gonna well, to see if they're gonna try you on it. Because it can be dismissed in the grand jury. Sure. Yep. That's weird. I don't I'm not a lawyer either. I'm not I'm not an economist, I'm not a lawyer. I have one on our retainer. Aren't laws too complicated if like the normal person can't understand Have you them? seen like the, the, the law book? The, like, like, dude, the fucking, it's, uh, it's, That's like just one chapter of the yeah, law books. Yeah, it's billions and billions of pages. It's so it's, dumb. It's so and big it's that there's no possibility that anyone would know it all. Not even a chance. No. That's what Well, that's lawyers get stumped by other lawyers all the fucking time. All the time. Yeah, they find something obscure. But I, I, I just think it's fucking hilarious that, you know, one, like, like you know, there's Coke in the White House. I but they don't know. No, no, no. But they don't know. They don't know. They didn't find anybody. Really? Really? The Secret Service in the White House doesn't know exactly whose so, cocaine that was. So how, and yeah, come on. So, but, but I'm saying it's coming from both sides now. They're fucking with Biden and they are fucking with Trump. Sure. They're trying to make it, well, and, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I don't want either of these two men to be the president and, and next. And let's be honest: the two most fuckwithable people. <laughs> Trump brings president. it on himself, and Biden doesn't even know where he they is. They are so fuckwithable. Seriously, like it. It should be happening all the time. Biden's a space case who has taken billions Look, of dollars like I said, from foreign governments, and I'm going to say it out loud: if it's not millions, it's billions, kids. If you don't take into effect what he said, which. I'm not talking about Biden. I'm talking about Trump. If you don't take into account anything that came out of that fucking man's mouth, but you literally just look at the 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 things that he did pass, some of the executive orders he signed, the things that he did in office, there was a lot of good things that he did. There was. Yeah. There are. That does not mean that I want that man in office again. He signed way too many executive orders to start with. Like that he, well, he they abused all, that. The, power. the thing is they all do. They just don't ever they don't ever Make a big deal out of it, like There's they not did any when pomp he and did. Circumstance because that was what he did. Show everybody he that wanted he did to make this. sure yeah. that you saw that I'm going to go in and undo everything that Obama did. But all presidents do that. Yeah, the amount of executive orders were 
it's been ridiculous for decades. Yeah. And it needs to stop. Well, because it's not law. Yeah. It's not it's not well, enfor- carry, it's not even enforceable. But they enforce it. Well, that's the problem with the executive branch is that if the executive branch says does some, do something, then the executive branch does it. And well, anytime, the only time it gets changed is when the legislative branch Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you, know, you can always take you can always take uh when they have disobedience. You can at. you can always take disobedience to an executive order to court and it doesn't mean you're going to I mean you're probably not going to win. Not right I don't off the think bat. I don't think that's true at not all. Not right off the bat. Look at all the COVID I shit think, that that everybody was fighting against. Yeah, I mean, none. I mean, hardly any of that was 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 like. In fact, a lot of that once it got taken to trial was overturned. For yeah, absolutely. So like, yeah. I I don't think that's true at all. Yeah, I I think that for one, it's a show. It's a power show. Yeah. Like like I have the power to do this. Like, yeah. but like I said, an executive order is only enforceable for like thirty days. That's it. Yeah, it's not law. And I've always, I always loved that. Whenever when Biden when Biden stepped back into office, well, it's an executive order. You didn't give a fuck about Trump's executive orders, right? So why do you think I give a fuck about? Well, they I didn't either. About, they bitched about Trump's executive orders, exactly. You know, so but, but as soon as he signed up executive orders about COVID, well, as long then as it's, it's okay as long as he does it. Oh, fuck, I, guess I hate. This is what I mean. I hate party lines, dude. I fucking hate it. I hate. I hated when Trump was doing it, but I love it when Biden does. It's so amazing. Kamala Harris is still evil. Well, I don't think she's going to get a chance at it. I really hope not. So there's there's some talk that uh, RFK is going to get the Democratic nomination because he's. I don't see how they said they weren't going to allow debate or anything that they're not that they're just putting Biden back into the fucking race. I mean, they can they can certainly do that. Well, and if they do that, then there is no debate. There is no other the, running. The then he would have to run as independent, an independent. And he's going to do that. That's the thing. But then you see, and then this is going to be the argument. You're going to split the Democrat vote. Well, actually, I think he's going to split the Republican vote, too. Well, he's definitely going to split all of the party's votes, I think, because he's saying a lot of things. He's saying a lot of the right things. People, I'm telling you right now, I don't care who you like or who you love. Just listen. And it's hard to listen to him because he talks weird. He talks like he's 90 years old. (laughs) But if you can get through that and actually listen to what he's saying, he... I remember when I heard him on Rogan this last and I was like, wait, who is this He has said a lot of the right things. Like... I was talking to Nick about this earlier. I am not a fan of modern liberalism, but I do like classical. Well, we would both consider ourselves to be classic liberals. I would think. I I would say so. so. Yeah. Just because I'm on the conservative side doesn't mean that I'm not. We believe in freedom first. Yes. Right. Absolutely. The the freedom of the person and the individual first. And that's a core tenet of classic liberalism. Like I love JFK was a Democrat. I loved him. Well, granted, I wasn't. I wasn't alive. I wasn't alive when he was alive. But But he was a classic liberal. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. As, as a Democrat, as a classical yeah. liberal, like I agree. And, and this guy's saying, you know, this guy's dad was Robert Kennedy, mm-hmm. who was also fucking oofed. But dogs back. Yeah. Snoring. <laughs> but those two, Robert Kennedy and John Kennedy, had the same viewpoint. And, right. and Robert yep. Jr. is really echoing it. And it's at this. It sounds so fresh. It does. He's he's actually saying things like the government is doing things behind your back. Like yeah. he's literally saying those things out loud. What's and what's great is I watched this thing on the, on the hill the other day, where Robert Jr. was there to speak, and uh, I can never remember his name. He's a Republican congressman, mm-hmm. and he's always quick to nail people at, at those oversight committees when they when they refuse to answer questions. But he was the chair. And he's like, well, you know, we'll give you five or ten minutes. And the Democrat was like, um, we gave everyone else five minutes, so I believe we should only give this man five minutes. And he's like, 
I mean, five, ten, you know, whatever. But like, they're already trying to stop him from talking. Like, you got to give him the five minutes that you give everyone else. But he's the the chair was like, we can be loose with it. She's like, uh, then uh, you weren't loose with anybody else, chair, Mister Chair. Mm-hmm. They don't want him to speak. They don't want. They him don't to want speak. to hear his words. They don't because no. he's telling I, the truth for the most part. I, I really, I really think that. that this man. Granted, I mean, it goes against you know rich old white man, well, but. But and he says weird things. He like, says things he says that are things like 5G towers cause cancer. 5G causes cancer. Not the towers, but his specific argument is people that have their phone pressed up to the side of their head have a 400 percent greater chance of brain cancer. I'll tell you what. Guess what? To, That's true. I used to carry my phone in my chest pocket. Yeah, and just talk shirt. to it like that on speaker. No, phone. I just just held it. There. Oh yeah, and so you're gonna I, have heart cancer. No, if you're I'll, not tell you, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. For about a year, my chest hurt. Right here, yeah, all the time. Yeah, I stopped doing that. Maybe that's why my hip always hurts because I always have mine in my back pocket. Well, think about it. I mean, yeah. it's it's all, it's always connected. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you turn it off. Listen. So there's there's, there's SMS wave the 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 radio waves for the text messages the the internet that's going into it is constantly being ripped through your body. That's electromagnetic waves. It's radiation. It's, it's the same yeah. thing. Light is radiation. Yeah, that's what people that's what people don't understand. Everything that it's travels radiation. on the on the light spectrum is radiation. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. From gamma rays to X rays, and it's like going to affect your core structure and always. your DNA. Well, light does. Look, yeah. if you say if, as as a Caucasian, if I stay on the light too much, I turn dark. Right. You know, or, like, like, or bright red, or bright red. On, yeah. But that's not, but that's light. That's visible light. That's right. still radiation. Yeah, of like radiation cooks. It's yeah. heat. Heat is light. Light is heat. You know, just because it's a faster or you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't but, exist. But see, they're trying to do the same thing to him that they did to Rogan with the whole horse dewormer thing. Like they're saying, oh, yeah, he's great until he talks about 5G. And then, you know, that's a big QAnon thing. So everybody everybody on that side goes, oh, God. Hey, like fucking- I said, I saw a whole documentary about autism where this doctor was like, I think a better explanation for autism is the... Uh, the ability to have wireless internet in your homes than it is to have the mercury laden vaccines injected into you because as a growing developing human to have that much extra radiation coursing through your brain can't be good. And most people, he goes, I guarantee, he goes, I guarantee you, he goes into mo- you go into most of these infants that are diagnosed with autism. You go into their house, you see where their nursery is and see where the closest router is. It's probably not far from the fucking probably nursery. not far. Probably not far. Yeah, we bombarded. We we are bombarded with radiation mm-hmm. throughout the day, and we're just bringing it more and more upon ourselves. Of course. I mean, think about it. How many now? And we don't really know what it does to us, right? No. Or, or worst case scenario, they actually do know. But so they. here's here's one of my I problems love, with I pol- love, politicians. I love them. Okay. Here's one of the problems with politicians. It's not that they take money from corporations. That is one of the problems, right? It's that they're so linked to the success of the economy with their livelihoods that if the economy crashes, oh, they're they lose job. their livelihood. Yeah, they're they're, right? they're not going to be elected. If, so if it gonna, falls on my watch, yeah, they're no, going to do fucked. everything they can to prop up the economy. Yeah, right. Like that's that's Bro, their whole I'm, thing. That's, that's their saying. whole like meal it's, ticket. It's is, all. So it's all virtue signaling and it's all fucking like so, trend following so as everything is. So here's so here's the thing is that even if they were given a report that said 5G radiation causes brain cancer, they can't do anything with that. The they viewpoints won't do expressed by Nick it. Williams are not those that are expressed or thought <laughs> of by lying, everybody else. Son in this of body. a bitch. You you think of this shit too. But that's what I mean. Like even if they were given a report 
And this is what I mean about good people doing bad things sometimes because they get so wrapped up in the life that they have and how much that they'll lose. And I'm sorry to say it, man, but over 51% of this population are like this, where they're going to look at that report and go, I'm going to lose everything if I let this report through. That they just don't. And I think that that is... I the just, real state of our world today. I just saw this thing to tie in what you were talking about is lobbyists, lobbyism. Sure. You know what's funny? Most lobbyists actually play both sides of the same issue. Of course they do. The, they'll lobby for the NRA. They do. They'll lobby for the NRA, and you know the very at the very same time they're lobbying for an anti-gun group. Sure. So the problem with the lobby is that I don't mind. You know. I, you have to get your opinions to your congressmen, to your senators, so that they know. But these people are paid to do it. They're paid to take them out to dinner. They're paid to to submit, you know, paper after paper after paper to bombard and to throw money at these politicians. And then it's like, what, what was it? Uh, 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 fucking. I swear to God, I think I am developing <laughs> George Short Carlin memory, memory loss. Yeah, wasn't it George? George, Car- wasn't George, it George Carlin, Carlin that said yeah, that uh, yeah. politicians should all wear NASCAR like jackets so they know who <laughs> so they know who so they know who their sponsor by. is. <laughs> I love George Carlin. He was he was gone way too early. He probably got well. His fucking, message was way too ahead of itself. He probably got Clinton, and we just don't and know the about thing it. the thing is is like if people would go back and listen, even in the seventies, he was dead on. Everything. Yeah, of course he was. He saw it coming. That that's one thing I'll give to Carlin. Like he saw it coming. He knew it was coming. You know, and and that guy was as fucking bleeding heart liberal as you can get. But I'll tell you what, well, he I was agreed. classical liberal, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, he was he very still classical. Agreed in freedom. Yeah. He was very classical. He he believed in freedom. He he believed that there was an intrinsic value of humanity, and I, I I don't think that you and I disagree with that either, right? Like there is intrinsic value value to a human, to humanity in general. Oh, God, you're really thinking about this too hard. Because I think that there's value even, even, golly, like, and this is hard for me to say, but even even in the worst individuals, like, I still think that there's intrinsic value in a now, human you, okay, life. Okay, so you've just said that people are evil, but that there's intrinsic value to them? Yeah, because I think that... That's a very every, odd I, way to think about well, people. I think, <laughs> that, I think that everyone's redeemable. At the end of the day, everyone's redeemable, and I, everyone you know is forgivable. I don't think everyone is redeemable. I don't think that everyone is. Sure, I think forgive- I don't think that I don't some th- people will ever okay. seek it. That's, right? that's, that's the problem. The thing, that's the right? thing. But I think everyone's capable. It's not of that it. you're forgivable. It's like, are you capable of asking for forgiveness? And I think there are a lot of people that are not. Yeah, I'm one of them. I don't. Well, I don't think forgiveness is about the other person. Forgiveness is about the person that's giving it. In this new age of mine, I have found it easier to ask people's forgiveness for, for when I do know that I have done something that has hurt them. I done fucked up. I need to go say I'm sorry. Well, no, there was a time, where, me, there was a time where I yeah. wouldn't have. Where yeah. I'd have just been like, they know who I am, you know? But now I'm realizing that, no, you know what? You, if I know that I've done something to hurt you, then I'm going to be the first one to, yeah. to, to come to you and ask you for your forgiveness yep. because I'm starting to understand that kind of like what you're saying, like, like those people are valuable to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yep. I'm starting to understand that 
you know, you constantly hurt something, it's going to stop coming around. You know, you kick a dog enough times, the dog's going to stop coming to you, you know? Yeah. You, you kick your friend enough times, they're going to stop coming to you. Yeah. And, and so... Maybe here's the thing that I mean about intrinsic worth, is that, golly, it seems to me... And it, it golly, what are we, in 1952 yeah. just called, they want their Gee fucking whiz. words back. Gee whiz. God. That's swell. That's real swell. I feel like Captain America all of a sudden, like, I've been stuck in ice for 70 years. Golly. <laughs> Holy jeez. <laughs> jeez, mister, you're really strong. Excuse my French. <laughs> I think the intrinsic value comment comes from it doesn't really matter where they're where they're from or what they've done. There's still someone that loves them. There's still a mom that loves that person even though she accepts everything that they've done. Like Well, look at Dahmer. Yeah. His dad, his dad went to every one of his trials yeah. and yeah. even though he knew what his kid had done. That's what I mean though. Like So here's another side of the story. So I'm not against the death penalty. I really think that if you kill someone and it can be proven without any I, reasonable doubt that you okay. actually killed someone that you should be killed back. This is where I I differ from a lot of libertarians because most libertarians believe that life is life and you don't have the right to well most of them believe you don't have the right to punish somebody. Yeah, that's the anarchist view. So there's I there's believe, common sense libertarians out there too. I believe that I don't think most laws need to exist. I agree with that. That being said, the ones that are necessary, the ones that provide for a victim, I don't think the sentences are hard enough. Well, I, I think that goes back to the Wow, what's that principle? I don't I don't believe the non aggression principle. I don't believe that a prisoner should have access to cable television. I don't believe that a prisoner should have access to better meals than half of America gets to eat. Hmm. You should not be able to go out and commit a heinous act and then be able to rest easy on a bed with three solid meals, a workout program, a job, mm-hmm. cable television. Like that, that's better than some Americans well, get to live. I think. And now that's going to raise the, that's always going to raise the, well, it's because, you know, capitalism. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. What I'm talking about is these people are completely okay with doing very inhumane things to other people, yet we have to treat them humanely? No. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. You hurt some. Again, I'm only talking about crimes that involve victims. That's kind of where I was going to go. Because there's no victim, there's no fucking crime. There shouldn't be people in jail for victimless crimes. No, no. So I'm talking rape, murder, armed robbery. Fucking, you know, things that actually have hurt people, yeah. things that have caused damage to people's lives. I smoke a joint. That's not a crime. But I do believe that these people that are thrown in for rape, for murder, for aggravated assault, they don't deserve humane treatment. I'm sorry. They're, they are not humane people. They treated everyone around them inhumanely. Why do I have to treat them humanely? Yeah. It makes no sense to me that a prisoner who is convicted of a heinous fucking crime then gets treated better than a homeless man living on the street in the same fucking city. Yeah. I, and I think one of the arguments I get against our opinion 
on drug legalization because I think you and I are both legalized well, at all. Legalize them all, right? The problem a lot of people have with it is that they bring up the thought process that drug abusers abuse, right? Yeah, so they they, abuse absolutely. Children, they do all that fun stuff. So that's that's how that works. Yes. Why why should we allow that to happen? Because that's their body. That's their choice. Now, granted, I then comes in the whole fucking listen, well addiction. Um, listen, whatever. I'm a hundred percent for you as an adult being able to take whatever drug mm-hmm. that you want to take. If that drug causes you to rape your children or to neglect your children, oh, you should be fucking punished yeah, for doing absolutely. what you did to your children because of that drug. You made a choice. It's not drug law okay, okay. that's the problem. It's that we're not prosecuting the things so, that actually happen in these let's families. Let's just go with what you just said. Let's just go with what you just said. I'm not mad that he fucking took the drugs. Mm-mm. I'm mad that the choice he made neglected his children. Yeah. Absolutely. So therefore, that, that's where his life impeded on someone else's. Yeah. Which is where my whole fucking thought process goes. As long as you're doing and you're only harming yourself. Well, I think. Have at it. I think that if you're taking meth and you're doing it one weekend a month when your kids are not around and the rest of the time. I don't care. You're taking care of your kids when they're around. On the other hand. Who who fucking cares? If you're doing meth at home with your children, I think your children should be taken from you. I agree. Yeah. Because you're not going to be able to take care of them. If yeah, it, no, it, once because this this is the thing. Drug use is inherently is going to at some point affect your personal life, sure, and your personal uh, 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 interactions with with other people. Yeah, and I don't care that you do drugs. Just like I don't care if anybody wears a seatbelt. I don't care if you have seventeen guns in your bedroom drawer. I don't care. Wait, you've got seventeen huh? guns in your bedroom drawer. I, I don't care if you sleep with seventeen fucking people at the same time. I don't give a shit about any of that. As long as that lifestyle only affects you. Why isn't that seventeen other people? Well, they're affecting you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so, that's so, the, so that's the only thing my brain but, could but, think but about. There you when go. You said that Sleeping out loud. with seventeen people. If you contract God. an STD and you give it to someone, that should be a fucking crime. <laughs> right. I agree. And you should be. If you knowingly transfer, you know, in, in, in California, it's no longer a crime to, to not tell a partner that you have HIV and have unprotected That's sex with them. so fucked up, man. Because it's, their reasoning is because it's no longer a death sentence. I don't fucking care. Maybe I don't want to have HIV. Maybe I don't want to have to treat this for the rest of my exactly. life. Because there's no cure. There's only no. good treatments yeah. for the rest of your life. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Of course. So, <sighs> so if you're listening, you know who we are talking to. <laughs> I don't care. That people use drugs. Because that is a choice that you make. There could always be the argument that I was introduced by some, you know, somebody slipped me something and now I'm addicted to it. Like, okay, well, that's not exactly how addiction happens, but there's an argument. That's fine. I'm not talking about that. That's a crime in itself. If somebody slips you a fucking roofie, that should be very punishable. Buh, there are drugs that make you immediately dependent on them. Buh. Sorry, it's my best fat electrician that mm. I could do. Have you ever watched that guy on no. YouTube? You need so, to. <laughs> I'm about personal responsibility. Yes. That also falls with drugs. And the minute that your inability to be responsible affects someone else, then the law should come in to handle it. Listen, if, if it takes you cocaine 
to be able to take care of your family because you need that upper to be able to handle yourself. One, you've got deeper problems than cocaine use. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my but as long as you're taking care taking care of your family and taking care of your shit, it I don't really you know, care. The argument I always hear when I say that is, well, then everybody's gonna start using drugs. I'm like, Maybe drugs are available right now. I can go they, get cocaine. Right fucking now. Maybe, maybe the argument back to that should be most people already are. Well, no, but that's the thing. But that's true. I, no, but no, but no. There's most people are because I'm saying fifty-one percent. Pot's not a drug. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> what I'm saying is schedule one, bro. What I'm saying is is that <laughs> if if you make cocaine legal, there are not going to be any more or any less cocaine users than there are right now. Mm. True. After after it levels yeah, up, yeah. Uh, of because course, it, of course, you, you, you make it legal, it, people will be like, oh, oh, oh yeah. But the, once it comes, going to be more strippers with white dust on their ass. Once it becomes <laughs> mundane and just a part of life, well, of course, it's just because like anything. They, th- yeah, that whole argument doesn't make sense for a because it, and they then it already goes back down to normal. they yeah. already exist. Yeah, all of them in of all forms, and they're all available. And, and I don't have to go far to find whatever I want to find. The problem is that they're all available with varying degrees of fentanyl in them. Well, the problem is, the problem is, is that you have to go to like five different people to find the best price. But dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> but people fail to see the good side of it. Like we, we had said before, you legalize drugs, then all of a sudden it becomes something that it doesn't have to be cut in the back room of a fucking dark house in the middle of the night to stretch it. So you're gonna have safer product. You're gonna have. You're gonna remove the stigma of people being drug users and you're going to have open access to treatment or, or yeah, just how about just, it's not illegal anymore. So if I come forward, I'm not going to jail. Exactly. And then there's also the fact that I can travel. I can come forward now completely. No, safe. no, no. Yeah. Granted, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of most traffic laws. I'm all in on, on drunk driving. Seatbelt laws should be completely yeah. outlawed, abolished, but I'm, I'm okay with like drunk driving, but you have to prove they're drunk. And I mean breathalyzer. I mean blood test, not roadside test. Well, tests. that's that's a good uh, that's a good moral test of our values, right? So, is just drunk driving illegal, or is no, hitting, if you're high, hitting someone with with car and driving, and you, they find out you're driving drunk, should that be an additional charge? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So is, I think I think is driving drunk so, if there's so no first of victims all, a bad thing? Mm, that's yes. a tough one. Yes. Okay. Why? Because you're still operating a heavy machinery while you're impaired. So the possibility of of and it's not just possibility of harm, but the possibility of catastrophic harm yeah. is higher. Maybe you didn't hurt someone this time. But that's just gonna encourage you to do that again. And sooner or later you are gonna hurt someone. But you but that comes from after you know, most of these guys only get in one. You know, most most drunk drivers only get one because it only takes one accident, yeah. one time to kill someone. Yeah. So so I'm OK. What I'm not OK with is there's a cop in Missouri who was pulling people over and had training on how to tell if you've smoked marijuana and you're presenting. So I'm going to give you a DUI. But then they get blood tested and they've never smoked a day in their life. Hmm. But but the damage is already done. Because their, their, their license is already, their, their record's marked, their job knows. Mm-hmm. They had to go stop driving for three months because they were on a DUI. Right. That's fucking horseshit. I agree. I agree. If you can't fucking test me right now, then there's no fucking crime. So, so here's my point of view as far as that goes, right? So 
you have to have a driver's license to be able to drive a, a vehicle. Correct? Don't get me started on licenses. You don't like licenses either? I don't either? fucking like licenses. I mean... That's that's the only way that I can even justify it. Right? I can see a registration, I guess. Uh, like like not really. I hate it. I hate being licensed to do anything because I can do it. So why do I have to be have even to be licensed? To why do I have to be regulated to do something? Why do I have to? Some some somebody brings up like DNR, like mm. hunting license. I don't like hunting licenses. I understand if all of the money, all of the money, not a mm. portion of it. If I pay $36 for this hunting thing, as long as all $36 is going into land conservation, perfect. Fine. Then it's a donation. It's a donation. It's not a fucking requirement. You know what I mean? That's not how it works. No, I know it's not. That's why I fucking hate it. Right. You're telling me I can't just go to a river, drop a hook in, and pull a fish out and eat tonight? Fuck right. you. Yes, I yeah. can. Yeah, I fucking can. sure can. Of course you can. <laughs> you right to do you that. You tell me if like a deer walks through my yard, I can't get out my bow and arrow and fucking kill it and skin it. I sure the fuck. Actually, yeah. you can do that. It doesn't matter what year it is or what time you But. Licensing is dumb. I don't like licensing. So here's an unpopular I don't mi- thought. I don't so. mind having to pass a test, though, to prove that you can operate a lot. Like, to have somebody who doesn't know how to operate a motor vehicle then operate a motor vehicle, like, you're asking for them to fucking kill someone. So here's an un- unpopular thought, okay? So DUIs are illegal is what I – they're not illegal, but they're unconstitutional. Okay. I, hate, I hate to say it like that, but they are. But you should be able to be charged with attempted murder if you get into any type of accident while you drive drunk. Oh, yeah, no, no I got that. Yeah, absolutely. At least, at least, that's not the at way least the law a voluntary is, manslaughter, right? like, like attempted manslaughter. Well, it should be attempted murder. Well, murder's with thought of forethought. You know, well, I mean, manslaughter, you made the, you manslaughter made the is choice. incidental. So murder, okay. murder for like murder is you had intent. Okay, so, so you cold, could you could, first degree murder is with intent. Second degree murder is uh, passion, crime of passion. Mm-hmm. Third degree murder is I don't remember what third degree is, but either You're one talking of those manslaughter, which is like but manslaughter unintentional. Completely. Manslaughter is unintentional, but I'm not saying like like uh, 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 but perhaps the laws should be written that if you decide. To go I'm not saying involuntary manslaughter. You should just get man like you should get charged with attempted manslaughter. I don't think you should get charged with attempted murder, because that that's that that's you think that's a line that's semantics, but it's still like there, there's a difference. Okay, I can, Mur- I can agree murder with that. is malice. Murder is I'm going to kill you. The, manslaughter that can is be inferred. Manslaughter though, right? is like if you make a choice to drive while you're impaired, there is almost think, like a. But I still think you're not getting behind the wheel going, I'm going to fucking kill someone tonight. That's yeah, but murder. you're getting behind the wheel going, I don't care if I kill someone tonight. That's still manslaughter to me. Yeah. Okay. If it happens, it happens. It's, it's not, semantics, it's not intentional. But that's fine. Yeah. It's not, to me, murder, if you're going to get charged with murder, that, that has to have either a passion behind it or a plan. Okay. Not just a bad decision. Okay. I can get behind that. Sure. But I do think that if you get a, if you get into an accident with someone, even if they survive, you should be a, a, you should be charged with attempted manslaughter, mm-hmm. which yep. I don't think exists. But you should get charged with that. Like that that should be because I mean you could always say like uh, you know attempted uh, uh, assault with a de- you know whatever. I think I think they should, if the charge doesn't exist, just, that they should invent that. But yeah. I think that there should be something more than I've always said that I DUI, think most most right? of the, most of the punishments should be erased. But the ones for crimes should be written harder. Can we pause for a second? I got to pee. It's first time. I know, right? 
We haven't ever paused for. for we haven't. You're pee. a pussy. I got small bladder I haven't syndrome peed yet. Today. Well, let's see. Six months. Of course, you've drank six of those. I'm still trying to pace <laughs> mine out. I'm on three. Give me a second. Bear back. This is dumb. But I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm back. I, I, I think. I think sentences for crimes with victims should be harder than they are. I I don't disagree with that. To me, if you kill someone, there should not be a chance for you to ever be around people. I again. think that we should be able to kill you back if you kill okay, someone. Okay, so that's really unpopular. I don't, in, I don't in, know. I don't know how I feel about capital punishment in all. If you kill like five people, yeah, you should just get put down. But like, okay, listen, listen to me. Listen to me. If you just kill one, but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that maybe you don't get put to death, but there should never be parole. Sure. Because sometimes I've heard, you know, you can see like these murder cases that get like one. 22 years or two. Well, because once they put, I don't know if you know this, if they put a number in your sentence, then you can, then you can get parole. Can we just take Biden's stance on it? Three strikes and you're out. So you can kill two people, but not three. <laughs> the third one's going to mean something. <laughs> We're killing you back if you do that. No, but, but I don't know if you know that or not, but like if they say you have 25 years to life, then that means you have a possibility of being paroled. Sure. Once they put a number at what, like um, if there's eighteen a, years or something like that, isn't like sixty percent? I don't know, but I don't, I don't think if you murder someone, whether it be a crime of passion or in cold blood, you should never be allowed to be a free person again. I disagree with that to a point because I think if you do that when you're like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, even no, nope, fuck them. They're adults. They made See, a choice. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But murder. I don't think that murder had... is a plan. Murder is brutal. Now, I'm not, now, now, a manslaughter charge, I'm okay with them getting out after a few years. So. But I'm talking straight fucking murder. You had a plan. So you wouldn't allow you those people in. to be out at 60? No. Never. Wow. You wow. fucking killed someone. You don't get to be a free person wow. ever. Because you did the ultimate. You took away someone's entire freedom. Forever. So therefore you lose your freedom. That's where, yeah, forever. that's a big thing that you and I differ on because I do believe that, that people should be given a second chance at, and that's probably really unpopular. Well, how, okay. Let me ask you a question then. If you're okay with the death sentence then how are you, how can you say that people get a second chance, but you're okay with killing people? That's a good question. That's a good question. I, and I, I I'm not trying to say anything. I'm not trying to say you're right or wrong, but yeah. I'm just like. Like to me, I do think there's degrees to it. Though I, I think there are a lot of crimes that you can be rehabilitated from. Sure, because I think I think a lot of crimes are are environment over who you are. You yeah. had to make a choice based on what's going on in your life more than who you are as a person. Yeah, you know, I I've never been in a in a position where I had to commit a crime to survive. So I've been lucky that way, but I think that a lot of those people don't necessarily need a harsh sentence. They just need training yeah. they need someone to teach them a different way of life yeah that's fine they can get out but i'm saying if it's, you take someone's life but it's kind of the crimes of passion thing i think is the thing maybe that i disagree with the most but a crime of pa- see, like, to me some passions are the worst because that's like i walk in i think you're almost so out of control you can't you can't then why would i want that around anybody ever again l- listen but you put 40 you put 40 like pearson does this at 20 and you're saying they can't be out at 60? Like, they, they, they can't, like, if... Okay, so there's some hoops they have to, to jump through. They got to do some counseling. Like, they have to do counseling. They have to do... 
I, I appreciate your thought, but there's no way you're going to change my mind on this. If you take someone's yeah. life, you don't get to I, get out of prison. Not, I don't think that I have any right to try to change your mind. That's Maybe that's the weirdest thing. Well, not In fact, right. honestly, right is the wrong thing. You know so. what? I'll even go a step further. Gang, because this you only really hear about this in gangland shootings. Fifteen years old, you're involved in a drive-by shooting that ends up killing a little fucking girl. Life, life in prison, life forever. I don't care if you're fucking fifteen, because you made a choice that ended someone else's now, life. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Like thirty, you do something at thirty that ends someone else's life, and you and that was intentional. I, I don't disagree with you one bit when it comes down to that. But I think that people, especially like me, and I'm not saying that I was a murderer or anything like that. You'll never prove it, coppers. <laughs> like, I know where the bodies are buried and I can be bribed. <laughs> I have a price. Oh, my God. But I think people that just don't know who they are that are easily influenced get into situations that are terrible for them. And that's all well and good, dude. But I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. You end a life, then your life should be ended. And if it's not physically ended, I just then think that every possibility you ever have of, of living a good and decent life should end with that th- person being dead. I think if you make one mistake, that's a pretty sh- big fucking mistake, yeah, dude. But man, one mistake shouldn't put you behind bars for the rest of your life. Uh, no, not that one. Any any other crime? Two, I don't have a problem. Any with other crime? Like you did it twice, fine. Nope, I won't see any other crime. Rape. And murder. No, I you mean, should never be allowed around incest, civilized people again. Sorry, incest. That's I'm rape. Kind of on that one. That's rape. Too, yeah. I don't care how you count it. Yeah, that's rape. It's fine. Rape Wood and murder. You should never be allowed around anybody else again in your entire life. Yep. I mean, I just feel different than you do. That's I think I, that there's conditions to it. I really do. I have said before. I think you're a better human being than I. Am. <laughs> I don't I, think I, that at all. I I, I mean it. I I think yeah. that you you see things in people that I never will see, yeah. and that's fine. But I'm I'm saying I have spent time around the prison system. My dad was an inmate. I or not an inmate. My dad was a guard. Bum, bum, <laughs> My dad was a guard. <laughs> I've been around people who were in prison. I've been around the whole prison life. And I'm I'm telling you, those people that make that decision, they're not the people you think they are. Sure. They're not you you have this innate that everyone has this innate ability in themselves to find the light. Some of them don't, dude. And I'm sorry. I agree if, if with you. Can, Some of them don't. If you're you, right. If you can you're look at, right. If you can look someone in the eye, and and just take that light from them, from them, you don't deserve to ever be in the light again. Mm. That's between you and your God now. But as a human being, I'm okay with you being in a cage for a hundred years. I'm I'm just okay with it. You know, okay. I'm. I don't. I'm not mad at but you like for I said, having those like I said, opinions, I'm man. Glad you that, know? I'm glad that you are able to <laughs> to look at someone I, who, who's committed listen, a murder and be like, you know what? I'm going to give you another but shot. But that's not everybody, right? No, I, I know it's you're not, not saying everybody. Every, I know you're not saying everybody. It's the, you know. I've said before, dude. You kill one person <laughs> and you're shown to be an absolute sociopath. You know, I'll like, tell you I'm what. not saying that you don't you spend what. any time don't even, with these people. Don't even like, talk to a murderer. Talk to someone in the service that's killed people. It's, it's, it's nothing. To me, most people that commit murders seems like a very light thing. They didn't struggle with it. They came up with a plan and they fucking did it. But almost everybody that I've talked to that's been in the service that has, has killed someone in the line of duty 
It's not an easy decision. It, it might have be a decision you have to make like that, but it's not something that comes easy or light. That's the difference. I'm talking about somebody who just decided you have to die today and, and kills you for the $20 that's in your wallet. Or for the fact that even though you might not be in a gang, you walked through the wrong fucking neighborhood wearing the wrong fucking color. Or because you just happened to be a bystander and saw something that you shouldn't have seen. You're expendable to that person in that moment, and that's not a decision. That's easy. They do it. I think if you're part of a cult, like the gangs are. So you're okay with that fucking Charles Manson lady being set free? I don't know. I really don't. How long she was, was she in, a, in for? She was in a cult. How long was uh, she in for? She was put in when she was 18. I think she just turned 60, 62. And she got let out? Yeah, she got paroled. Okay, so... Most people are not happy about it. I mean... I now, granted, to. granted, I don't really have much of an opinion because I was not alive she when she committed her murder. She was pre-20 when she did that? Pretty sure. Yeah. She was very young. And she was involved with Manson. Like, I don't know the whole story behind it, so... Well, Charles Manson ended up killing... Uh, well, not he didn't kill, but he got his followers to kill... Like, 20 Sharon, plus? Sharon Tate and her family. Uh, it was 20-plus people, wasn't it? Um, what are we gonna start researching shit? Because I don't want to no, do that. We can't do that. Shit. <laughs> we can't. That's, Look, that's some people died. Okay, some yeah. people died. Some people died she on was in, purpose. She they, was involved. They meant to. Oh yeah. yeah, no, and it was brutal. Well, they meant to. It was yeah. brutal. That was not a. They were not like a silent, you know, pillow over the face gunshot well, like instant. Like, but she it was, was doing it because she was under the control of Manson. But right? you know, mm. and how old was she? She was young. Yeah. I don't care though, dude. She killed people. Mm, that's where we differ. To me, she should have. She should have died while a prisoner. I think that she made a horrible decision about her life, and she followed someone who was a maniac, and got so involved that maybe she didn't have a way out. And I, I can't even say those things without knowing her, and you can't say those you know, things without knowing her either. One thing that my kids' wrestling coach said that always resonated with me, and I've used it in almost every instance in my life since then there's always an out always it might not be something you want to do it might be something that's monumentally hard and maybe <sighs> not even something you'll succeed at doing i think i know where you're going with this but there's always a way out yeah you just have to be brave enough to take it yeah or smart enough to see it yeah and brave enough to take it well and granted I, I i understand that you know I mean, I just I can't be I cannot be intractable on this one. This is this is the okay. only thing to that's me. Okay. Because like I said, <laughs> dude, like in, in my entire my entire belief system is you can't fucking impede anybody else in your life. Yeah. And you did the yeah, yeah, ultimate. Yeah. No, that's for sure. Impediment. That's for sure. You've taken someone's years away from not them. not only not only their time. life, not only you've the freedom, time. but their life. They're they're you. You've taken the, the the impact on their family like like there's so much we take the one commodity that they can never get back exactly right but, it's and, but it's not yeah. just and it's not just you and the person you murdered it's you it's your family that have to deal now with being associated with what you've just done yeah and it's the person that you not only the person that you've killed but their parents or their children their grandchildren like their friends there's so many people that are impacted by that one fucking decision like, why should you ever? And, and, you know, don't get me wrong. There are some people that are that are completely I, I've seen it that are in prison 30 years and they're like 
very remorseful. They realize that what they did was was just terrible. But but that doesn't matter because that doesn't change anything. It doesn't change a fucking thing. You're right. The murder still happened. That person's sure still dead. Yeah. You still did it. Of course. You can be sorry about it. My kids are sorry when they fucking backtalk me, but they're still grounded for a week. <laughs> That's true. Like I, I just It's okay. I can I can forgive <laughs> I can forgive almost anything. And like I said, and honestly, most crimes I think shouldn't even be crimes. Mm-hmm. Just because I completely agree with that. Yeah. Just because if there like I, I just if there is no victim, if there's no body, there's no pain, there's no if you didn't if the only person you affected by your crime was you, then that's not a fucking crime. Mm-hmm. I agree. 100%. And any other crime, robbery, assault, all those are completely forgivable. Yeah. yeah. Because like I said, most assaults, those are fights. Mm-hmm. Passionate. Yeah. Angry. Robberies, most of the time, you're not committing a robbery because you already have a ton of money. You're committing a robbery <laughs> because you fucking, right. you're broke right. and you need something. Yeah. So the yeah. best way to get it, you go down to the fucking, you rob something. You yeah. take the money that you need. You want, you, I don't know what's really weird is that bank robberies have like plummeted. Which is really weird when you go, you don't have to produce, uh, people, I want you to know this. You don't have to produce a weapon to rob a bank. Just no. go in and tell them. Yeah. I, I'm robbing this bank. You want to know why now, they I know don't rob gonna, banks is because they don't have much cash. <laughs> No, exactly. <laughs> but also because they're federally insured. So right. it doesn't matter. if Whatever money they lose is going to be given back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that blew my mind. There was a guy in Des Moines that robbed like seven banks. Yeah, just walked in and said, give me your walked money. In, walked in, slid the little note, said, give me the money. Mm-hmm. And they can't ask you, where's the gun? They can't. You don't, have, you don't have to produce anything. All you have to say is, I want what you have. Give me the money. And they have to give yeah. it to you. Yeah. Because if they don't, they can lose their job. Because they want that and, insurance and money. Do you, know how, do you know how he got away? On a bike. Like a pedal bike. And they didn't find him. He robbed seven banks over the course of months. And they finally got lucky. And he got like $150. <laughs> no, I think he ended up getting like 87000 Oh, that's pretty good. That was more than I thought it would be between all those banks, honestly. Well, I mean, some of them, you know, some of those banks do have open vaults, and yeah. there is money in the vaults. Well, yeah, but there's only like ten grand in, in yeah. any one, you know. Well, yeah, okay. I guess math so, does work out. Six of them. Yeah. So okay. yeah, so he ended up getting like eighty some odd thousand dollars. Seven seven banks in the Des Moines area, and then they finally did end up catching him. But yeah, just got on his bike and pedaled away. That's so crazy to me. Because he was only in there for like three minutes, and the the average response is like seven. Sure. So he knew as long as he could get in, get whatever was right available, and get out. Oh, so he didn't even like take everything that was in there. He no, just took whatever's just, yeah. Just give me what. Just give me what's right here. What's in the drawers? Just fucking give me what's. In if the he happened, I, I think one of them was like he happened to look and he could see past them into the vault and he saw something. Like, just give me that. Out. Yeah. Before the cops even showed Smart up and they just criminal. pedaled yeah. away. So you know they're they're looking. You know there's no car to look for because cars are on roads. Like he's in, sure he's in back alleys and yards and. All right. But anyway. Yeah. The bottom line is, I do believe that most most crimes. Are, are caused by the set of circumstances you're in and not necessarily who you are. But there are some crimes where, where just the ultimate... Like, think about it, dude. And I don't care if it's the rape of a man or a woman, but you rape somebody and you've taken away the most precious thing that they thought they have was their own bodily security their own ability to say no about themselves. And you took that. And you know, rape isn't even about sex. It's about control. It's about power. 
I I have a much different opinion about race rapists, which is weird, right? Oh, to like, me, to me, if you're convicted of rape, the first thing they should do is put you in a prison cell, chained to a wall, and be raped continuously yeah. by every inmate. Mm. Rape, rape is a different thing. I I think it's way worse than murder. I really do. Well, I mean, almost because murder, at least that yeah. person's dead and they don't have to live with what you just yeah. fucking did to them. Yeah, I think living with what happens is worse than that. That's fucking weird of me to say out loud. And, and well, and think about it, too. I mean, and, and yeah. not not that I'm trying to say one's worse than the other, but imagine being raped as a man. Imagine being I, a man. I can't. And being raped. <sighs> like, like, like. I just who do you I tell? Really, I really can't. I can't think about that because I can't even put myself in that spot because nothing like that has ever happened to me in my entire life. You know, like the emotion that you would have to feel. And, and I'm not trying to take away from from anything from being a woman. And like that is listen to me. That is the worst fucking those people deserve. And I'll tell is, you right now, I'll tell you right now, they don't do well in prison. That's it's one of the things that makes me the most sick about rapists overall is that they're just doing it to have control over mm-hmm. someone else in an ultimate way. Yep. It has I, that, then that, that's I, the fucked up thing can't. is that that's the only way to do it is by, cause that's the most intimate thing you can do without yeah. permission. Yeah. I, I just, and it, it's, I have a hard, it's, it's I have a just real just, hard time. With no, no overall, rapist, you know, like to, honestly, if I could, I would throw rapists in the fucking chair too. It's like, yeah, and, and you said that groups in with incest, and I completely agree. Oh, with yeah. that incest too. has to be real. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. don't think there's any way that you can have knowledgeable consent as a human being to have sex with a family member. No. Like, you had to be misled. Yeah, which is rape. Hundred percent. There's there's no way that you grow up in a normal family, thinking normal thoughts and being normal town, and like, hmm, I think I'm gonna fuck my mom today. Like that just that's not a fucking that's not a thought. That you have yeah. only if you're only if you're brought up in, in a fucking home yeah. where where that's trained as, as at Ugh. the beginning, that that's normal, no, that that's what we not, do in this no. family. Mm. But even then, from what I from what I read, no, yeah, no, from I what think, I've read, people who have been brought up in that house, they still understand that there's something, something not wrong with it. Yeah. Not OK yeah. about it. But even though they're brought up to believe that it is like, yeah, pedophilia doesn't matter whether it's incest Ugh. or not. So sorry. Fucking sickening. That's yeah. Wood chipper go burr. Yeah, no shit. Unfortunately, shit. with those people. So or fortunately, whatever. <laughs> don't, don't. Fortunately lit- for us, literally drink wood chipper. Ugh. All right, so we should do something fun to end our end our show. So you got a wood chipper handy? No. I don't think we see any pedophiles <laughs> around. So I think. Um. So I think we should ask each other. Some just fucking off the wall question because we don't. I used to like ending with the five questions from Kirkland, and he just yeah, hasn't, hasn't been, been around. Well, he's got to work. To, well, he probably would have been around tonight if we'd done it another normal yeah, time. Yeah, I miss Kirkland being around. God dang it, man. Well, that's there one you go, of us. Captain America. I'm just again. kidding. Gosh, I love you, kid. Gosh dang it. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to use the French language there. <laughs> Excuse my French. <laughs> so. Uh, one question for the other person and the person that gets to go first is the one who pooped last. <laughs> I don't have any questions. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what are your thoughts on neo-McCarthyism? 
All right, expand upon that I don't a little even, bit. I don't even know what Neil it means. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a real question. For some reason, I thought that was real. Ooh, ooh, what's your safe word? Uh, pork and beans, like mm. everybody. No, oh, no, fine. mine's anti-disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> Um, or, no, it's 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 flower, but it's F L O U R. But the problem is, every time everybody always says F L O W E R, and that's just not the right word. He can call me a flower if he wants to. <laughs> he can call me a flower. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his mom is about to die. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't know that though. That was Bambi for all you heathens that don't know what we're talking about. Um. So you think you think uh, RFK is pretty cool? Honestly, the more yeah. I hear about him, the more I hear from him. Yeah. I just it's really hard to listen to him talk. Like it's He talks like it's this. So he sounds like Mr. Burns. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you can give him like ten seconds and get past it and then start listening. But honestly, he does listen, say, he sounds like he's ninety. And he when sound, I heard him on he Rogan, like I brought up the video and I was like, This does not look like the person that's talking. He at sounds all. like he's recovering from throat cancer, yeah, is what he true. sounds like. That's true. He's very warbly and he it's, doesn't really. Yeah, it's a very. I don't. Like, th- clearly, he, something he happened. Acts like he's shaking the entire time some, when he's trying to talk. I would like to look into something. Clearly happened to yeah. his voice at yeah. some point because yeah. it's it's been surgically altered. So one of the like, things I didn't talk about with with him, and maybe I should maybe I should roll this into. I've been thinking about a segment called um, huh. conspiracy I didn't theory. Have to go very far. Oh, there you go. RFK yeah. Jr. And then oh, first thing right. is voice. First thing on Google. There you go. So I wanted to call it conspiracy theory, oh, he was, crazy or truth. He was diagnosed with spasmodic dysphonia. Oh, spasmodic? It's a very rare voice condition. Crazy. Um, anyway, so the segment that I've been thinking about. Chronic neurological voice disorder and a focal laryngeal dystonia that results in involuntary spasms of the muscles. That open or close the vocal folds, causing a voice that presents with breaks and strained or strangled quality and breath breathiness. Mm-hmm. That's him, hundred percent. Wow. Yep. That, yep. So that's what he has. He, he has. has he that. literally has a neurological disease that causes him to speak like he's ninety five years old. Yeah. <laughs> he's just very like. Just you dude, you, you sound more like chest. you sound more like George Burns than oh, yeah. than yeah, RFK yeah. Jr. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Wait, people aren't going to know. So George Burns was this old guy who smoked a lot of cigars and said a lot of dirty jokes, and he was Ooh. funny as fuck. Yeah, he was great. He was great. I don't remember what I was going to say to you or what question I was going to ask. It's terrible. Am I a I generous a lover? Yes. Mm. Yes, I am a very, very generous very generous lover. So um, just to wrap things up, because we're at the two-hour mark. Already? Two hours of fun already. God, last week yeah. I was like, I thought we were running close. And you're like, oh, it's like half an hour. Like this time, I'm... <laughs> this one went by a little fast. So we got some, we got some big things coming up. We've got um, Dylan, who's going to be joining us. I think Haley's going to try to join us on that one too. So I got to get some extra cabling because we're going to have a, a fifth mic for this one. Um, I'm working on maybe a little soundboard fun. We, I'd like to do some more fun segments in this show because I think it's it's as fun long stuff. as we can involve like zany sounds from like yeah. morning DJ shows. Yeah, based. Whoop whoop! All those things. Yeah. Just little sound bites. Like, Party damn is in the house tonight. Yeah, all that stuff. So <laughs> it is not heresy, and I will not recant. <laughs> So, yeah, I want to put some stuff together like that. I think um, segments is one thing that I'd like to do, like um, 
Like I was thinking about uh, conspiracy theory, crazy uh, or you're gonna true. Make it, you're going to make it too formulaic. Ah, you know, just some fun things here. I and like there. stream of consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> Any parting thoughts for everybody that's out there tonight? I don't even know really what to call this one at this point. Mm. Mm. Thoughts from a dangerous mind. I don't know. Today's another day. Mm. God, it's like a Dre day. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers forgot about Dre. <laughs> Didn't you? <laughs> what, you want to run around and talk about guns like I ain't got none? What, you think I sold them all? Well, we'll, we'll call this something eventually, I guess. <laughs> Oh, Primus. <laughs> Dude, my fucking eight-year-old loves Primus. How cool is that? I have the, you know, he, he said something earlier about liking DMX. I'm like, does that make me a good parent, or does that I feel make bad me a about this one? Because parent. I feel like I've only been playing rock this entire time, but we were like Beastie Boys right off the bat in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Dude, this is not rock and roll. Okay, this oh, I don't know on. what don't this w- is, <laughs> but this is not rock and roll. <laughs> Rock and roll has a blues beat. This does not have a no, blues this beat. Not. Hold on. But you cannot beat a man that will lock himself in a shed for days at a time, smoke himself silly, and write music. Almost all of his music comes from a fucking fever dream of being stoned as shit. And this is called Winona's Brown Beaver. Recognize that smell. It smells like seven hey, layers. Neil, this has that been a hell of a lot of fun, man. So, what are we on? Episode six? Taco eating beavers. What? There we go. That's it. Taco eating beavers. <laughs> That's what it's going to be called right there. So, fuck it. Let's end it. Whatever. Right. Yeah. So, hey. That's Neil. I'm Nick. How about Winona? <laughs> Choose violence. Ah. Later. Ramp up the car, suck cheap cigars, and he